1: Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts. Joe Lanza, X out, go listen to some boring podcast with her, are afraid of their own shadow. Okay, Don't listen to Joe Lanza, because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich <laughs> Give me a I, I you. Who delivers <laughs> this guy in a big Joe, spot? Joe, don't yell at me. In, in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? <laughs> Stop yelling at me, I agree.
2: And we are live here on the Voice of Wrestling flagship podcast. I'm Rich Craig alongside, as always, the man with a supple, supple neck. Mr. Joe Lanza, Joe, what's happening?
1: How long are we going to uh stretch out the supple neck thing? I like when, that one. I'm going to... with that one. I like it. Yeah. Well,
2: you yeah. got mad. I kept saying the king of banter, so I changed it up. I went with the supple neck.
1: It's true. You know, I I I can't complain again. I
2: mean, it's right. I, like, what do you want what do you want me to call you? What do you want me to start the show off with? I'm not doing all of them, so I gotta pick and choose.
1: I could send you the list and you could do all of them.
2: You could do you have it, do you have a master list somewhere?
1: Well, I mean, now you know you're going to get one.
2: <laughs> I assume you just had it in your head, but if you have a master list somewhere, yeah, free, feel free. I could throw it in the uh, randomizer and uh, and 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 spit it out. It'll be a, it'll be a mystery to all of us what it'll be every single week.
1: Oh, that's right? you know that'll work. Yeah, that'll work.
2: Yeah, we throw, can definitely throw them all in there. We can maybe it's a Google Docs so you can add to it in the future and stuff. So,
1: well, we'll I'm always add new nicknames. Right?
2: Yeah. So it, need, it needs to be a uh, it needs to be a fluid document so we can we can always add stuff to it. Spreadsheets, something like that. We'll see. I'll figure it out, but uh, that's I, a
1: good uh, that's a good hook for the listeners. They never know which one is coming. Either. Exactly. Yeah. Will you get your favorite nickname this week? <laughs>
2: right. We should do another tier where you can pick that that week's nickname.
1: Absolutely. I mean, fifty
2: dollars tier. You want to pick the nickname for Joe? Maybe even if you want to pick your own original one, fifty dollars tier. You're good.
1: Yeah. See, Not these are money making opportunities. Not a bad idea. Here. Here's the thing. If G1 doesn't never... work
2: out, if G1 doesn't work out, we'll, 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 that'll be our next idea.
1: Got to make up that income somehow. Now, listen, there will never be another new tier because then we have to go back and change everything. Yeah, and it's
2: fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was the worst. We
2: just got it done, like, maybe a month ago. We got everything else updated after after nine months of, of trying to figure out what the hell happened when we did the $10. Yeah, we got it now. We got it now. But um...
1: So you're locked in. $10. You're locked in. I don't think we're ever uh rolling out a new one it's just too too exhausting you know because you roll out the new tier and then nobody on that tier can listen to any of the previous stuff yeah it's just it yeah that was a that was a disaster so uh
2: but so I was gonna ask you a question to start off this show i was I was gonna ask you because uh today patreon.com
1: slash voice the, nurse... the rest
2: indeed right. Patreon.com slash voice the rest we'll get plenty of plugger out of the way for that because there's a lot of really cool stuff coming up uh over the next few months on, uh, over there at Patreon.com. Uh, slash Voices Wrestling, including our all-out instant reaction, which again we will not be reviewing all out on this particular show. We did that for two hours until I think two fifteen a.m. Central Time. We were on there uh, almost as long as the actual show itself doing an all-out instant Reaction show. One of the best audios that we have ever done, I thought. I mean, that was just ex- – I, I could barely talk, but I think we still got a lot in there. That was really, really extensive, really, really good uh, audio recap of uh, All Out. So that, that happened uh, pretty close after the uh, show, but you can listen to that uh, at patreon.com slash voice of wrestling. $10 tier uh, for that one. But, uh, Joe, the reason I, – I wanted to talk to you real quick. And so today the nurse went to Trader Joe's, and you're familiar with the Trader Joe's, correct?
1: Yeah, no relation.
2: No, yeah. So yeah, you and, and Trader Joe, no. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Despite having the same first name. Not related. Okay. Um so she went to Trader Joe's and acquired numerous fall related things. They're in full fall swing there. I got I got fall harvest tea. She made fall harvest soup. I am drinking fall beers. I'm I'm all and what I wanted to ask though, because I know the TLB is is, is nothing if not a, a a very pertinent decorator around the house. Have, have you gone full fall at this point yet at the lanza yes. state okay now how early did that happen
1: um what's today today's the ninth today is the ninth th- yeah probably sometime around the end of august
2: so what, what are your thoughts on that because we had a little bit of a discussion of because because this you know she made Too this early yeah because okay so that, that's exactly I, I agree because she made this this fall harvest soup today which is very good i, I like it it's a good it's it's got like kale and Sweet potatoes and carrots, and it's a very good soup. It's a very, very hearty soup uh, for the fall. But one year, she made it, like, the third week of August. And I was like, you can't make fall harvest soup in August. It's, like, 95 degrees out. I'm not eating soup when it's 95 degrees. It's not fall yet. It's, like, August 24th. Like, no, it's not fall. And I was kind of curious if if that is something – is that a discussion you've had? Did, Did you say, Brittany, this can't go up already? This is way too early.
1: No, I, I let her do her thing, but um, you know, do I do I pick on her? Absolutely. Okay. It's too early. I mean, it's got to be after Labor Day, right?
2: So, so like corn. we're talking like August twenty eighth. We got like apple picking signs and like yes harvest season, <laughs> like corn, like fake corn all over the place.
1: Yeah, back to school on the on the you know little chalkboard gimmick she had. Yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the corn, the cornucopias. Are you familiar with? Yeah, I'm uh, very familiar
2: with the cornucopia. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you, know, you like a nice cornucopia. Well, that's,
2: oh wow, uh, that seems that seems real early for a cornucopia, blacks, though. Like, right? Yeah, because
1: that's like a Thanksgiving,
2: thing. <laughs> right? That <laughs> seems a little like there's the, the good fall decoration is like you have like one piece of corn or something like that, or a, a plaque that says harvest season or something on it. You know what I mean? Or fall harvest or, or something like that. But a whole cornucopia that seems do that voice again. No, no, never going to do that.
1: In this home, we harvest love, like something like that. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Written <laughs> in that font, you know right. the font.
2: I do. Oh, yeah. 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 It's cursive. Harvest is in cursive, a very light cursive font. Yeah. <laughs> it's an off-white. It's not white. It's like an off-white. It's not no. quite beige. It's kind of just like a uh, an eggshell color.
1: Maybe a cornucopia on there yeah. somewhere. Yeah.
2: So I feel like it's too early for the cornucopia, for sure.
1: Many different kinds of gourds. Got out of the gourds. Um. See, I think we're yeah. too early for gourd season, too. I listen.
2: There's like this bridge. I think we're in this like weird bridge right now where you can have some corns, you can have some some you know leaves and stuff, but you can't be going. I don't think it's gourd season yet.
1: I mean, stop yelling at me. I agree. Yeah, I this, mean, this you know,
2: tough, yeah. um, I grow gourds and they're not even they're not even here yet. I couldn't even get them if I wanted to.
1: I mean, honestly, I can live without any of this shit <laughs> until October. I mean, you know, because. Even when October rolls around, you still got 31 days till Halloween. Let alone Thanksgiving. And September in Texas, it's still like 110.
2: That, so. and, and that was another question I was going to ask. It was like for us, like the last few days have been like you know 71 degrees. So there's a little, there's some chill in the air. You know what I mean? You gotta. I had to find my hoodie the other day. Where the hell's my hoodie been? I haven't found that thing in, you know, five months or whatever. So I had to find the hoodie. And, and like, I kind of get it. I kind of get it if you're like, ah, you know what, let's get the corn out there. Let's get the leaves out there. It's, you can feel it in the air. It's getting darker a little bit earlier. Football, You know, high school football's off and running or whatever. And, you know, it's a little chilly at night. And the windows can be open a little bit longer. But, like, yeah, you're still <laughs> dealing with, like, ungodly heat. Like, I, I don't know if I can get in gourd season when it's 110 degrees. That, that seems like a bridge too far.
1: It's so fucking hot. It's so hot. Yeah, it's still. I don't go outside during the day. Hot. Yeah, no need for that. So yeah, that that just and then you walk in this house and you know, you know, you feel like a pilgrim. So it doesn't. It you know. Yeah, it doesn't. No. But I look. I let her do her thing. She, you know.
2: It's a good looking house. Hey, I, I've seen the pictures. It's a, it's a nice you know it's a nice place to come home to. So
1: I got four TVs. What am I supposed to say? You know, <laughs> right. I, I right tell exactly. her she, she can't put up a we harvest love. In this Especially
2: this Sunday time. when you're you're gonna wear those three those four TVs out. So yeah, you better just I, let her do I whatever been, she wants. I know. Today.
1: I've been getting a lot of practice in with the baseball and the college football. So I got the remote situation all figured out because that was a nightmare. So you know, I'm all, I'm ready for Sunday. Absolutely. You know that's the uh, that's the main event for the four TVs. So, um, you know, so the ball's in her court. I got the four TVs now, so she. She's got free reign to do whatever she wants. I really can't fucking, you know, I can't veto. How can I veto anything at this point? Oh, God, no, I no, com- no. It's also, it's, she common-
2: lives with you, too. So, I mean, it's like, you know.
1: But, well, you know, that's, uh, I resemble that remark.
2: but she. <laughs> yeah, right, you know.
1: I commandeered an entire room and, and you know, made it look like a Buffalo Wild Wings. Right. How can I tell her?
2: <laughs> I love that. Sometimes when you're sharing this picture, and I, I don't know if you've shared, I, I don't know if you, you've shared a couple of the pictures publicly, uh, yeah. But one of them is on the DirecTV, like, because they have that weird, like, the DirecTV Sports, what's it called, the Sports Zone or whatever?
1: Oh, the Sports Mix? Or Sports the, Mix or whatever, yeah. which is, like,
2: nobody should have that on at their house, you know, there's no real, like, I, I mean, I love it, I think it's awesome, but it's, like, so weird to have on it at a house because it's just like – you can't really tell what's going – it's great for like a sports bar or whatever. It's like great for something like that. It's just like a terrible thing to have on at a house. And I just absolutely love that you have it in like the, the third TV all the way to the right is the sports mix.
1: <laughs> it was is it was, it was actually the uh, MLB Extra Innings eight-game mosaic. Is what that
2: was – yeah, where well you can't – you don't know what you're – you can't see anything.
1: No, I always have that on <laughs> one, of the t- one of the corner TVs because I can keep an eye – Three games aren't enough, Rich, so I can keep an eye on the other eight. But do if you even I have an opportunity to
2: know what's going on in the, in those eight-game mosaics?
1: Yeah, they've got the score on them. But there's
2: and... just, like, guys running around. There's just, like, pitching changes happening. There's managers that's... walking. There's just
1: too much going on. <laughs> <laughs> eight games. You got to know what's going on when you got money on half of them, so you got to have them all on.
2: Well, and that's the, not uh... – yeah, I, I guess in, the, in that case, you're right. You're right, because –
1: you know, most I'm, normal I'm,
2: humans do not watch eight games at once but I guess for for
1: certain people um i'm live betting so i got know what's an appeal happening.
2: certainly an appeal to watching all eight games at the same time so
1: yeah so point here is I took over a room in the house and turned it into a buffalo wild wings I can't say no to a pumpkin being a couple weeks early on the dining room table you know what I'm saying Absolutely. like it's you know, it, some battles you can't fight so you just uh you let her go crazy so uh yeah she went shopping she went out to this past, you know, what was it? This past weekend, I guess, went to all those dopey stores, uh, Dollar General, and uh, uh, all the craft stores, all those gimmicks too, and came back with fucking bags full you of. Guys full uh, you guys
2: have Hobby Lobbies around. Hobby Lobby, yeah, that's, the yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. That's she, one I, I can tell, she does yeah. some damage at Hobby Lobby for sure.
1: Yeah, she watches the YouTube videos of. Uh, did you did you, did you even know this exists? I don't. There's want like to. a whole. There's a whole YouTube culture. Of hobby lobby, dollar general, like all those genre of stores like uh, deal hunting. At
0: oh
2: you, okay, you know you know what actually, what's actually interesting is somebody the other day um, was talking that we had a barbecue at, at our house and like you know a bunch of my friends were talking and, and somebody said that there's Aldi deal hunters.
1: ah, yeah so because you, you know how every old, yeah and that, the and this is
2: when I I became aware of all these deal hunter things because that's a whole industry now, which is an awesome industry that we need to get into because it sounds like pretty damn easy uh, to well, be honest, but
1: you being a famous cheapskate. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Yeah.
2: Well, so no no what what, so what the Aldi one is and and are you how familiar are you with Aldi? I know you're a, you're a man of, of of great riches, so probably not.
1: Of course I know what Aldi's is. Would I step foot in one with the <laughs> poor? Of course not. But I with um,
2: with the rich and the poor, but uh right, so no. do you do you get do you get the sales out of Aldi?
1: Wait, they have sales at all? Yeah, of
2: course. No, well, no, no, no. I meant like the ad, like the paper that comes. Yeah, they kind of do. They kind of do. But
1: oh, you mean the the, the like the, the the flyer? Yeah, the, the
2: flyer, the, the ad, mail? whatever. Yeah, the sale paper, whatever you want to call it, whatever whatever yeah, regional dialect think... you want to use. So you 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 toss that thing right in the garbage, right?
1: Any flyer I get in the mail goes directly <laughs> right in the trash. In garbage, it yeah, doesn't so... even get looked at.
2: It so what? all right he does is they have these like seasonal, weekly to monthly like specials. So like during you know july they'll have a bunch of pool things and they're like pool noodles and goggles and stuff like that and and now they probably have some fall thing or whatever so there's a whole industry now of people i, I again i'm not like not entirely aware of what the end result of this is but there's a whole industry of people that like become obsessed with these deals now and on july 1st when they're going to put up the sh- when they're going to shelve and and stock the the goggles or whatever these deal hunter people go and buy all like buy as many of them as they possibly can And it's not to resell. They just, like, want those things for some reason. And I haven't quite figured – there's something in between that I'm not quite getting. I watched one of the videos and it didn't – it's, like, this one lady with, like, 17 dog hats. And I'm like, eh, it's cool. You got the dog hats that they were selling. But, like –
1: I think it's just the uh endorphin hit and adrenaline it's a thrill. rush. Yeah, because it's
2: like, you know, they she's like driving there and she's like she like did her makeup and so She's like, I'm so excited. The dog hats are gonna be on sale in, in two hours and I'm gonna be there. Yeah. And she goes there and there's like ten other people waiting outside. And like she knows these people. They're like the Aldi Deal Hunter people. Yeah. And it's like it's like Black Friday <laughs> you know, at like Best Buy. They open the doors, these people go, ah, ah! And they're running. To buy these like six dollar dog hats, and I'm like I novelty
1: don't... dog hats. I'm like
2: I don't get it, but
1: okay. Like, she doesn't even own a dog. Right, she just has to have the novelty. Right. dog Right, and hat. like what
2: happened was, is so I saw the dog hat in in one of the sale papers, and I said, oh, this looks funny. We should get one for the dogs or whatever. So I just like stumbled into a novelty whenever I thought about it, whenever I need to get groceries. Yeah, gone. Couldn't find a dog hat anywhere.
1: So here's Rich, casual shopper. Right. I was just like, ah, all right. The dog hats. I should go look for the dog hats.
2: Like, they were dumb. They were stupid, but they were like $8. So, whatever. You put them on the dog, you take a picture, you laugh at the dog. The dog's all sad. And then you take the dog hat away. It's perfect. But yeah, couldn't get them. And then I looked around and, and, and then I looked up. I'd like, somehow, so I, I mentioned it to the guy that told me about it, and he goes, Oh, yeah, the dog, that was a big deal in the Aldi like shopper community. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't, the there's something, Aldi's there's everything, community. there's a niche, there's a niche for everything. There's probably a Patreon that makes double what we do, and they talk about Aldi deals every single week.
1: I like that you were excited about this dog hat for your own. i was pretty excited
2: about these dog hats, yeah.
1: And, and you, you were going, you were going to Aldi to buy, let me, see, your I, one I'll, other... I'm gonna
2: text you a picture of this dog hat to show you it.
1: <laughs> you were going to get your. Awful lunch meat and you're do frozen pizzas. No.
2: Yes. Okay. You... you were right about half of that. The frozen pizzas, yes. I don't get I don't get anything resembling real food at all. I just get crap.
1: Aldi lunch meat is just no, I would never. absolute turn-off. Like it's just uh just you know that it just looks like and it's always like boiled ham. Like <laughs> right. like they don't even jazz it up. They're just like, here's some Aldi boiled ham, and it looks like boiled ham, let me tell you. And then there's the Aldi produce, which is always, like, you know, bruised, fruit flies everywhere, you know. So you stick to the frozen section, huh? You I do. Stick yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I
2: stick frozen yeah. and, and chips and, you know, I get, like, yeah. peanut butter and shit there. Just processed crap. It, it, it is
1: Off-brand fine. chips. Like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Brands of chips that, like. You didn't even know existed because... Clancy's.
2: No, yeah. I know it exists, buddy. It's Clancy's. I know I know oh,
1: it's... I, hey, he knows the Aldi brand chip. Look at that. <laughs> Clancy, man. Clancy's. Mama is that a Cozi, Midwestern Mama thing? Mama Cozy a... Pizzas?
2: No, that's, I think that's that's Aldi Global, I think.
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that an Aldi specific yes, brand? Yes, yes.
2: Yeah, that is the Aldi house brand for, uh, for uh, oh. uh, chips. Yeah.
1: I don't like when they get tricky. These supermarkets and these stores where they have their house brands that have like a real name because they're trying to fool you. You know, because I'm not a house brand guy. I, I, I don't, you know, and and, and I and when I'm fooled by the house brand, it bothers me. You know, so they, 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 I liked when the stores were just the fucking store brand. You know, like, I don't know if you have ShopRite in the Midwest. That's a We don't,
2: we don't, but yeah, Seriously. that, no.
1: I liked when you walked into a ShopRite and the house brand was called ShopRite. So you know what you're getting into. You know what I mean? But now they all jazz it up. You know, every supermarket's house brand has a name that's designed to fool you, right? What's the, what's the Walmart house brand? Uh, what the fuck is that called? Uh, um, so
2: Costco is like Kirkland or whatever, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. And I, then, I, uh, I'll be
2: honest. The last time I shopped at a Walmart was like two decades ago. So I, I couldn't. Yeah, we're, me.
1: we're, we're a target family. We're a target family.
2: Great value. Isn't that the, the Walmart one Great value is the Walmart yeah. one.
1: And, and target has a house brand too, which I, uh, I can't think of at the moment either, but, um, I don't like that shit. Uh, getting fancy with the house. Well, they brands. have up
2: and up, and then good and gather. And market yeah. oh market pantry is that the one you're thinking of? Market pantry. Yeah, when you buy some like yeah. horrendous like yeah. <laughs> tomato traditional tomato sauce, and it's just amazing. yeah.
1: That's the target one, absolutely. Um, I think uh, Kroger has private selection, is what they call it. Um, but yeah, no, I prefer just to have the store name and generic labeling too. I like the old-school 80s generic label mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on, on the house brands as well. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's tomfoolery, Rich. I don't like being tricked into house brands because you walk into a store you're not familiar with. You don't know the difference. I'd walk into Aldi's and buy the Clancy's. I don't want the Clancy's. I want Lay's. I want some Ruffles.
2: Well, they're a yellow bag with a red logo, so you, you, you could probably get tricked pretty easily. Yeah, see? Into the Clancy's, yeah. So I sent you. a If you ever do you have your phone nearby? I sent you the picture of the dog hat that oh, actually looks like my dog that I sent it. That, that is not a picture of my dog with the dog Check hat. Out but uh, dog yeah. hat here.
1: Oh, that is awful.
2: You, <laughs> you rushed. See why I wanted to buy it.
1: <laughs> you rushed out to an Aldi's to get that.
2: I didn't. No, I didn't rush out. I look at I this just, poor dog. I know that that would be my dog going. Why? <laughs> why is this on
1: me? Yeah, that's the expression on his face too. What the fuck you doing to me? You know this is bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, Rich, this is pretty embarrassing. You got to post this somewhere, um, and embarrass yourself. This is, this is humiliating. <laughs> Did you drive to Aldi specifically? No, for I said
2: car? I went there just for another thing. I was just getting something and it happened to be there. So,
1: so you're getting some Clancy's chips. I was, you're yeah, like, oh. yeah, I was
2: getting some Clancy's, It's getting yeah. some Mama Cozy pizzas and, and, uh, you know,
1: Mama Cozy pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you, uh, you're a man of the deal. There's no question about that. We know Captain Krejci over there with that creaky wallet is. <laughs> you know. You make a solid wage. I don't understand it.
2: <laughs> well, I got to pay for these extravagant yeah. vacations somehow. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, now the other dog has the hat on too?
2: These are neither of my dogs. This is just another dog I sent you.
1: Yeah, this isn't your dog. This, what is this dog? No, is? this
2: is just an, an even more miserable dog than the first dog. Yeah. This pug just wants to die <laughs> so badly.
1: Some kind of pug mix, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, some Puggle or something like that, I believe it is. So. Brown. It's got pug- the shorts down.
1: Yeah. Might be a Puggle, yeah. Fucking designer breeds. <laughs> <laughs> probably has a bad heart.
2: <laughs> is that a Joe rant for another day? Designer breeds a dog.
1: <laughs> probably has a bad heart. This for sure, he's going to yeah, die
2: when he's eight. Yeah, for sure. A heart
1: attack when it's four because of, because of the, the weird crossbreeding and the uh, the designer breeds, which they, they, yeah, that's that's a rant for another day.
2: That's a return Basically. of uh yeah, I don't know what, what what there used to be Joe's rants or what was that what was the, the gimmick you had?
1: We're in a lab creating dog breeds. I don't know how I feel about that. You know? Mixing and matching, seeing what looks cool when you mix them together, sacrificing the ones that come out ugly. I know what they're doing. I don't trust it.
2: <laughs> Go on. Are you done?
1: I'm done. Okay. I, that's it. Yeah,
2: that's, uh, yeah. We'll do, we'll do a long form audio on that one of these days, I'm sure. But uh I do not disagree. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is pretty, uh, pretty slimy, pretty grimy. But uh, anyway, all right. So, just want to check in on the fall, what the fall season is looking like over at the Lanza household. Uh, do you guys? Do you, do you guys have? Uh, do you go apple picking out there in Texas? Is that no. a thing? You guys don't have apples in Texas. You grow Rich, anything? And, do you grow it? Well, would you? Would you go? <laughs> okay, I guess my first question no, is: totally Is there no. apple picking? A, is there apple picking? I don't
1: know. <laughs> I, I no, I would not going to go. Not gonna go. I've got four TVs in the den. You think I'm going even apple if the kids, picking? Even
2: if the kids ask you, please, Joe, go apple picking with us. You're no. You're no.
1: There's a there's a game on at all times. <laughs> I'm not going apple picking.
2: Saturdays and Sundays are pretty loaded, so.
1: That's a I can't even believe you'd have to ask me that question. <laughs> right at perfect timing, here's TLB. TLB, answer a question. Am I a man that would go apple picking?
2: Unfortunately, there oh l- listen to the
1: despair wait, wait, in that on, voice. You would love for me I
0: think there's all kinds of things I
1: wish we could do together, but <laughs> <laughs> You're you're
2: fucked, dude. You're buried. Fields.
1: Tulip fields. Oh, those
2: are those are beautiful. She's right.
1: Come closer, come closer.
0: There's strawberry fields, show you can do the same thing. Yeah. And the kids would like it too, but i I'm
2: dragging you to the we're going to that pumpkin patch thing. Yeah, do it. Drag his ass. <laughs> Drag his ass.
1: We went on the hay ride. We went to the, hay- I, I went on the hayride. I went on the hay ride. I went on the hay ride. I behaved myself too. Take him apple picking. Yeah, it was nice. yeah, it was okay.
2: <laughs> Take him apple
1: picking, goddammit. This is the type of
0: stuff. Hallmark movies. That's what it reminds me of. That cup of that type of stuff.
1: Yeah. We work blue here. You could have said shit. You you stopped yourself from saying shit and you said stuff. I, I, you know, I'm a lady. Maybe I should be a little bit more. You are a lady, but we do work blue here. The nurse stops herself from cursing all the time too. Very proper. Does she? I don't think no, she does. She no, I that was was gonna say. Oh I was That's gonna say bit.
2: quite the contrary. Yes.
1: Yeah, so uh Joe Lanza, sailor, not yeah. an apple picker is the bottom line here.
2: Unfortunately, no, is what now, I heard. he
1: asked me if I would go apple picking and I'm like I'm like, come on, man, I got four TVs in the den now. Why would I go apple picking? He goes fruit picking. I go yeah. I go, yeah.
2: Pick. I'll pick anything.
1: Yeah, see, you can't pick apples in Texas. Not
2: here. Okay. Sure. All right. All right. That's what I was mostly curious about. Okay. pick yeah. some
1: In Texas? Yeah. No no apples though. They got those flowers too. The uh what are those? What are those flowers on the side of the road? You're asking me? No, no. Oh. Well, them... No, the ones that grow a certain time of... Oh, blue bonnets. The blue bonnets, They're yeah. Really good, That's the yeah. big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. No apple picking. Mm. I wouldn't go anyway. Sounds awful.
2: <laughs> it's not that bad. Do you like apples?
1: Apples are fine, but you could just go to the store and buy them.
2: Yeah, then you get to pick it and while you're walking around, you get to, you know, grab an apple from a tree and eat it while you're picking other apples. It's it's fantastic.
1: Maybe for you.
2: The price the price is different. I mean, you can you can make a steal. That's all I'm telling
1: you. Oh, come on. Apples are so cheap.
2: <laughs> you haven't done apple picking to see how cheap apples are.
1: We're going to do wrestling here or what?
2: I don't know. Do you want to? Not really. Uh, Joe and Rich review uh, the fall season. <laughs> that would be a good. What about those jack-o'-lanterns? <laughs> those designs are terrible. <laughs> I guess we should do wrestling. We, I, I, I suppose we should do some wrestling. At some so. point. Um, All Elite Wrestling Joe Heard of them? I have AEW is what they're uh, using as their shorthand for their company's name uh, They had their all-out pay-per-view uh, a, a, a few uh, days ago We again reviewed that on the uh, Instant Reaction Live Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling So then they had an, uh, an episode of their weekly television show Dynamite uh, and Joe, it uh, was pretty damn good. 0. 0.52 in the 18 to 49 demographic. 681,000 people watched it. Increased 26% uh, overall viewership. And the 18 to 49 demo was up 40.5% from last week's show. 40.5% in the 18 to 49 demo from last week's uh, go home show uh, before All Out. And the, the news that a lot of people are talking about, we'll talk about a little bit here. You probably talked about extensively on the Thursday tier reviews also up at patreon.com slash voices of wrestling is that dynamite narrowly edged raw in the key 18 to 49 demo averaging 678,000 viewers. 0. 0.52, as we said uh, in the demo, uh, that was, that was, so that was Raw. Raw was 878,000 in the demo 0. 0.52 dynamite. As I said, 681,000 point five, two in the 18 to 49 demo. So uh, we had, we had long question. I think you maybe asked me this at the beginning of the year. When would the time come where dynamite passed raw in the 18 or 49 demo. And I was probably... I don't know what... I, I probably said end of the year. I said maybe not this year. They fucking did it. September 8th, 2021, they did it.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what we said either. But why don't we just say that we got it right?
2: I'm going to... Yeah, you know what? Let's go with it. I, I i think I correctly predicted the second week of September, if you remember correctly. So, um, the tape exists somewhere. But, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think one of the questions was 1 million viewers. And, and I was maybe a little bit more i was like yeah now they can do 1 million i did not think they would pass raw in the demo i still don't know about passing either raw or smackdown in overall viewership that might be still a little too far well, away right smackdown, now
1: smackdown smackdown for smackdown 10.
2: is not going to happen that's just yeah. th- th- that's just yeah. apples to oranges really between network tv and 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 broadcast so that's that's probably not going to happen but as far as raw i mean i guess We've cleared many hurdles now. We're, we're consistently near a million or at a million or a little bit above a million. We're clearing Raw now in 18-49. In I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess the next thing is, I don't know. I don't know what the next thing is. It's, it's incredible, though. They are on a hell of a run right now, and it doesn't really show any signs of slowing down. But, yeah, what do you make of, of, of this, uh, this slight edge of Raw uh, this week for, for Dynamite?
1: Well, I mean, it's a perfect storm. You're coming off the pay-per-view. You've got Brian Danielson on the show for the first time. You've got Adam Cole on the show for the first time. They're not going to maintain these kind of numbers moving forward. Uh, Maybe the Arthur Ashe show, if they really uh, load that one up, can do something in the same neighborhood. But here's the thing. What it tells you now is that um, I I think Raw is going to – This isn't going to be a consistent thing where it's beating Raw. This was a special week. Um, Raw is going to beat Dynamite most weeks. But Dynamite has now reached a point where when they have a big show, they can beat Raw. And that's less than two years into the run, which is incredible. I don't think even the most optimistic observers thought that in under two years, Dynamite would beat Raw for the first time. In, in in the demo um, total viewers, there's still, you know, 500,000 off, um, you know, Monday Night Football's coming. I, I still don't think they're going to catch them in total view because what do they have on the horizon? What episode of Dynamite can do significantly more than the one point three million they did this week? Right. Okay. It would have
2: to take just just continual increases like little by little increases, which that usually takes some time. That's it. Like, like you're saying, there's not something that overnight's going to happen. And all of a sudden, 500,000 people are going to start watching the show that weren't watching it before. I mean, little by little, can you raise that up? Maybe. But like, I still think that we're, we're looking at a long time. I mean, that's, that's like to me, substantial growth if that happens anytime soon.
1: No, because it's, let's say Arthur Ashe is a, is a loaded lineup and they can do better than they did this week, which I don't think they can. And that one does 1.4 or even 1.5 million, which isn't extremely optimistic. Um Raw going up against the NFL, I mean, I suppose it could drop down to those levels. I, I just I, I I don't I don't see a scenario where they're gonna catch them in total viewers in the immediate future. Uh the demo every now and then, sure, but I don't think. If people think that this is just gonna be the norm now and they're gonna be neck and neck, I don't think that's the case. No, I no, think I, Raw, I
2: agree. I agree.
1: Yeah, Raw's gonna win most weeks, and when you have a special week, I think AEW, but look, um, they are super hot right now, and you know, if they have really hot programs moving forward, I mean, who knows? Um, you know, Raw and SmackDown have held up pretty well after uh SummerSlam. And even with that being the case, AEW is able to catch them this week, and um, you know barely catch them. I mean, within the margin of error, catch them. It's not even like they they thrashed them. I mean, they barely caught them. Um, and SmackDown has held up especially well. I mean, not a lot of people are talking about that, but SmackDown has held up especially well post SummerSlam. So here's the bottom line, though: it's like it doesn't mean anything. It really means nothing whether Raw or Dynamite wins on a week-in, week-out basis against one another other than Perception. Um, Both of these promotions are set to get monster deals in the next round. Uh, You know... Wrestling oh, w- wrestling's
2: w- killing it. Wrestling is, is, for for all the, you know, wrestling is less popular than it's ever been and that sort of stuff, which, you know, maybe in the grand scheme of things, it is less popular. Look at the ratings. I mean, it is, bl- I mean, any, everything but football, it's dominating. It's killing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, y- you look at Dynamite last night. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, they just destroyed everything in the 18 to 49 the utter destruction in the male. Oh, I was, I, I have
2: that circle that I was going to talk about the males, 18 to forty-nine, point seven five <laughs> for dynamite. If you look at that chart, if you go look at the chart, I mean, it is not even in the, in the same stratosphere as any other show on Wednesdays. It's, Unbelievable! How many men eighteen and forty nine are watching Dynamite? Up thirty four percent from where it was last week, as well. But that that number is insane. Raw did a point six one, so still pretty good in males eighteen to forty nine. But Dynamite point seven five uh, from males eighteen to forty nine is is just absolutely nuts.
1: The next closest show was like a point two point was a point two eight? I think.
2: Yeah, let me let me get the exact Wait. chart up there so we can, uh, we can um, make fun of some of these shows. <laughs> that
1: were it, was, it was it was some Fox News show did a point two eight. I mean, it, it, that's just utter fucking destruction and that's a prime dem- that's your money spending demo males 18 to 49 so um, and that's who aw always does well with particularly the back end of that demo the of the eight of the male 18 to 49 the uh, the 35 to 49 is where they they're they're super strong um you know if they can get the women up and if they could draw some of these over 50s now you're talking when it comes to total viewers. But WWE, Raw has such an edge with those over 50s that that's where it's going to be tricky to catch them in total viewers. I think the day is going to come. I just don't think it's coming imminently.
2: Yeah, and I I think that's a fair way to assess it, I, I, I think. I mean, it's a cool little number. It's a cool thing that happened, and you always have to start somewhere. You know what I mean? You always have to have that first time you beat you know, them in, in, in either overall viewership or in key demos or whatever. So there's always going to be that moment and they're always going to have that. But yeah, like you said, it's
1: notable. It's a big deal. Sure. It's huge.
2: I mean, they're two years in, man. This is not less uh, than
1: two years. in. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's, it's pretty nuts. Like I, I don't think if, if I honestly, there's no way, and I'm sure we probably sat down, I'm sure we talked about this even when they started. And I don't think either of us would have had any dreams of them getting this high, this quick, I, you know, I, I just don't, I, I really, truly don't, especially, I mean, fuck, go back to December 2019, where you and I are like, I don't know, man, I don't know if this show's gonna, I don't know what this thing is, I don't know what they're doing here, I don't know if it's gonna work, like, that's where we were, you know, and it all kind of, January 2020, it kind of all changed, and obviously through the pandemic, it was like, fuck, I I mean, it, they're on a good path, but man, this pandemic and they just blew through it, no problem. Kept going, kept going, kept going, and now they're just riding this high, man. And it's it's it, it, no, I mean, there's just no sign of it slowing down right now. I mean, who knows? Who knows is going to happen in a year's time, a two years time, uh, three, five, whatever. But like, yeah, right now it looks like they're just they're riding this high, and and, and it looks like they're just going to keep it going. So it, it's it's pretty awesome to watch.
1: And um, even on with Rampage, you know, it's funny. Rampage did a point three. This past week, and there were a lot of just terrible, know-nothing, hack, total hack pundits. Oh, are you
2: sure? Really? I can't believe just, it. Wow, I cannot believe it, Joe.
1: Not even the usual suspects. Like, no, it was like, yeah, know, that not,
2: Forbes.com article, uh, Alfred, I think, was the name. Yeah, like, oh,
1: Cadu, Alfred. Cadu, rampage
2: okay. ratings plummet from CM Punk's debut. like <laughs>
1: yeah, no shit, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what'd you think was going to happen? Right. Um, Pro Bowl ratings, uh,
2: less than Super Bowl NFL in crisis mode. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, exactly. And it's like, there were others as well. And a lot of these sites, um, just don't know what they're talking about. I mean, you know, besides the fact that, that, that the punk number was, everyone understands that was a complete anomaly because it was the biggest, one of the biggest wrestling television events in a decade. Of course it was going to, uh, and they could have done more if they put it on Wednesday at fucking eight o'clock, but they chose to put it on Friday at 10 o'clock to establish rampage and establish the the uh, the the time slot and all of those things. And of course, eh, the numbers were gonna drop from there. But the awful analysis that you know that we're seeing in, in some of these outlets that the rampage numbers are plummeting, they did a point three this past week. And Rich, you know this because you were in on the conversation that we had with, you know, the big seat in AEW. And, and and at the time when Dynamite was running those Friday night Dynamites and doing like 0.18, or 0.2s and 0.18s or whatnot. And internally at Turner, they were pleased with those Dynamites during the NBA playoffs that were airing on Fridays that were doing 0.2s. The, Turner was pleased with that. And we had they, this they got small, that for a
2: recap um, show they got that for a recap show last week
1: you know at 11 p.m. <laughs> but but my my point here is we 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 had that conversation and i and i and i did my own independent research to make sure you know that they weren't just feeding the spin and you know i remember saying and i i went back and looked this up and i and i wrote an article behind the paywall as well uh when it came to projecting out the rampage ratings i wrote it back in june And uh, if you're a paying subscriber, you should go back and read that because it'd be very insightful to read now Now that Rampage has started. I remember saying after studying the numbers and and hearing out uh, Turner's expectations, and I looked this up in my article, I said, I think you guys can do 700,000 and .25s on a week-in, week-out basis. And you remember, it was kind of like, oh, that'd be great, but we're not sure we can do that. You know what I mean? It was like – and they're, they did a .3 this past week, and people are acting like the world is caving in. That's an incredible number for Friday at 10 o'clock. And, uh, I, I, you know, and, and we, I, I remember saying too, I was like, I think on loaded weeks, and this is before Rampage started, I think you guys can touch .3. And it wasn't like they said – that's absurd. We can't do that. But it definitely wasn't. Oh kind yeah, kind of like a, ah
2: yeah. We'll see. Sort of sort we of know, reaction. Yeah. yeah, like ah maybe. Yeah, who knows.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's like
2: like embarrassed. You know, you know that that like ah, I don't uh, maybe. You know, kind of like apprehensive to to agree with that number. But my
1: thought, yeah, but my thought pattern on that was with that second hour of dynamite from eleven to twelve dragging down the averages. I figured with Rampage only being an hour on a big week, they could touch point three. And on a common week, I and I still believe that my I'm sticking with my projection that the settle point is going to be roughly seven hundred thousand point two five on sure. a week in, week out basis for rampage, and I think that's a massive success for that. I don't think I know that's a massive success. And, for and, that
2: and I'll be honest, I could see that number definitely rising as we get closer to the fall and the winter months or whatever when when. I mean, I don't know about other people, but I'm way less. I I don't go out much in the fall and the winter, you know, especially on Fridays or whatever, because it's like the weather kind of stinks. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Like, I do a lot of TV watching on Friday nights. In the, in the summer, I'm always going. So I'm doing somewhere. I'm going something. I'm walking around. I'm outside. I'm doing whatever. You know, come in the fall, and the winter, I just fucking stay home on a Friday. Usually I'm not doing anything, especially during a pandemic or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's unrealistic that we probably I mean, like you said, the punk is an anomaly. But but yeah, moving forward, I could see that number continuing to, 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 to impress people and, 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 and be shocking. Uh, every single week, especially come fall and, and winter. I mean, they're doing all this in the midst of the summer, in like the middle of the summer, wh- you, you know, which is is always a tough time for TV ratings, especially on a freaking Friday night. So, yeah, it, it, it is certainly uh, uh, pretty uh, amazing. Listen,
1: I, I, think, I think the Rampage number is going to drop more. I mean, because now we're going into week five. Um, so and, and then you're going to see more horrendous takes. But, you know... And, you know, I wouldn't start worrying about the Rampage number until they're until or unless they're in the high teens or the low twos on a week in week out basis. Now you're talking, ah, eh, these are OK numbers, but they're nothing special. But if they're like 0.25 or above, I mean, th- that's such a win for that time slot. I mean, it really is. Um, You know, you go back and look at old charts on Friday night and you can never, you can't find tbs or tnt shows on friday night at 10 that ever even chart in the top 50 now they have a show that's like competing for number one on friday nights from the 10 p.m slot i mean you go look at those friday charts the other shows that are in the top 10 are all on in prime time this is on it after prime time at 10 p.m and it's competing for number one on a weekend week out basis So they have to be thrilled with Rampage. Rampage is killing it. And we'll see where it settles. I already told you where I think it will. And um, you know, Dynamite seems to set some kind of new record of some kind every week. I mean, it's just – so yeah, they're on fire. It's very obvious that Punk and Daniel Bryan – and I don't think we should be leaving Adam Cole out of this. This is a guy who was a headliner for WWE's third brand uh, before the pandemic was – uh, you know, um, drawing big crowds, to basketball arenas for takeovers and everything else. This guy's a major star. Uh, he's not a major star in the level of Punk and Brian Danielson, but he's a major star nonetheless. And he's a huge and and to their fan base, the perception is that he's a major star. Uh, so uh, that's important too. And you know, so you don't want to leave him out. And this is a huge injection of talent. They've got a million fresh matches on the table. Everything feels exciting. Everything feels hot. We talked last week about how I thought they needed a killer top to bottom pay per view because they haven't had one in a long time, and you know, I mean, fuck, they obviously. I had would one say
2: yet. they achieved that,
1: yeah. <laughs> in one spades, of the I think they got that. all yeah. time, yeah. I mean, and and you know, one of the greatest pay per views of all time, and now they're uh, the television. Obviously, has stayed hot coming off of that in the same ways that the WWE television stayed hot after SummerSlam, so. Uh, Like you said before, all of wrestling is doing very well. You got Game Changers selling out no matter what city they go in. If you really want to go down card uh, to the independent level, Uh, you know, PWG is back and they're selling out all their shows in 10 minutes again. And uh, someone made a good point. I forget who it was. But, you know, pre-pandemic, PWG, people may not remember this. They weren't selling out their shows in 10 minutes anymore when the Indies were struggling and they were bringing in, you know, trying to make new stars out of the Australians and some of the Lucha guys. Um, they weren't selling out all of their shows in the Globe Theater. Now they're selling out in five minutes again. So right down to the the high-level Indies, wrestling is doing well. The ratings are, are killing it all over the place. And uh, Dynamite is to the point in under two years where they're able to beat Raw with a great week. So, I mean... You know, one more needs to be said. AEW is 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 on fire, and there's really no end to this in sight. The Arthur Ashe is going to be a huge show. And, um, yeah, I mean, they just uh, – it, it they have incredible positive momentum right now, and it's really an exciting time. Shit is real exciting right now. And if you are a wrestler in WWE, I don't know how you see what's going on in AEW and not want to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, and, and that's I mean, what I'm really waiting for more than anything is is when does WWE finally respond in, in, in some of their own ways? Where, you know, and by, by respond, I mean, I don't mean bringing back, you know, Brock Lesnar and bringing back a John Cena, but like truly, and, and then I guess this is the question that, that I can kind of parlay to you is like, when do we really see them realize, okay, we got to sit down. We got to change some stuff. We have to – will they ever get to that point? I guess that, that, that is, I guess, my bigger question that I'm really curious if we ever get there. And I forget who tweeted this out, and I, I feel bad. I meant to save it. I meant to email it to myself. I meant to just like, like it or pin it or do something so I remember who it was. But someone said we haven't gotten to the point yet, and maybe we will never get to the point, where Vince McMahon starts hating Tony Khan because that's when things get good. That's when things get juicy. And in, in, in prior Vince McMahon histories, a lot of times throughout the history of Vince McMahon, like he'll he yeah you know some competition. I yeah, yeah yeah whatever whatever whatever. But when he starts really disliking a guy and thinking, oh you're trying to ruin the family business, you're trying to put me out of business, that is historically when things really got good in that company. And then things he would strip things down or break things down or change the TV or do this or fire this guy or hire this guy, do all that sort of stuff. And like I be, I guess my bigger question about that is is Are we post that with Vince McMahon? Are we post that with WWE where they truly do not and maybe should not care what AEW does? Or do you think they're at a point now where where sometime soon there needs to be a sit down where they go, okay, what do we do to stop this momentum? What do we do on our end to respond? Or do you think that they're just they don't care anymore?
1: I go back and forth on this.
2: Cause it's gonna. I mean, the fire's got to be getting hotter, man. Right? Like, I, I initially I would have said a year ago, forget it. Who cares? We're so far ahead of those guys. Uh, you know, six months ago, ah, whatever. Yeah, good little momentum. What? Man, this week after the week that they just had, after the pay per view they just had, after the signings they just made, and, and all the comments that have come out, everything that's coming out, and 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 we'll talk about the Kevin Owens thing in a little bit. Like, there's got to be a. There's got to be. I don't. I want to say fire, but there's got to be something going on there. It's got to be something that gets mentioned in a meeting or brought up or discussed or said under its breath. Or I just can't believe that they're just going to continue to act like it doesn't exist and just go full steam ahead with whatever they were going to do anyway.
1: I go back and forth on it, and we've had conversations before. It's like Vince no-sold them on the investor call, which, okay, that might not mean a ton, directly said they're not competition. Nick Kahn constantly no-sells them. And we all know his, at least his public stance. You know, the horse blinder uh, analogy is the one that he always makes. I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about us. I'm worried about what deal we can get. He comes across credible to me when he says that. I don't know how much I trust Vince when he says that. Because we all know Vince is Vince. Yeah, we know Vince. And we know that he thinks this is his business. And he's dominated it for so long. He beat everybody. He won all the wars. Here come these guys. He's... I could totally see him thinking that, okay, this guy's going to flame out. Um, He's, you know, but at the same time, he has to understand that these are billionaires, you know, many times over who can buy and sell Vince on a whim if they had to. So there's, that's kind of the difference between these people, the cons and some of the other competitors that he's beaten over the years. Although I guess you could say the same for Ted Turner, but there was all kinds of corporate, Uh, stuff in between it wasn't ted turner's
2: right despite what the WWE narrative is it wasn't ted turner sitting down every single week and saying oh what can we do to destroy world wrestling federation like no it
1: was yeah it was a corporate company yeah yeah
2: many many layers many many levels many many things yeah
1: someone someone i've seen someone say this too like uh vince went to vince's head hit the pillow every night thinking about ted turner and Ted Turner probably thought about Vince McMahon once or twice a year. Right.
2: When he made that call and said, I'm in the wrestling business, hung up that yeah. phone and then didn't care. Went to his ranch and probably shot a bison or something like that. He didn't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. in the wrestling, wrestling business, Vince. So yeah. Gets on a horse and shoots a bison and never thinks about Vince McMahon ever again for the next 10 years. <laughs> you know, like while those AOL, while he's in the merger discussions and about to get, you know, pushed out of his own company that he created, he's not probably thinking, oh, no. Vince is gonna right. have the last laugh. No, <laughs> like,
1: by the end, Turner wasn't even involved. I right? Mean, he just, no, he wasn't.
2: Yeah, yeah he, was, he was barely. Involved.
1: So this is a. So I don't know. I don't. I. I just don't buy it from Vince unless, right now, he is just still having this love affair with Nick Khan because Nick Khan has undoubtedly made Vince more money than Vince has ever made with the deals that he's cut. So maybe right now, Vince is kind of. In Nick, I trust. And if Nick says we shouldn't be worrying about anybody else, then, you know, this guy's cutting billion dollar deals. Maybe I should listen to him. But Vince is going to be Vince at some point. And all of these little things getting beat head to head in New York, uh, Raw losing to Dynamite on 9 8 21, the, uh, you know, Raw, uh, WWE losing out on free agents over and over and over. Whether it's, uh, yeah, you know Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, these were both gigantic L's. Uh, yeah, they, they probably... these are guys
2: they were in the room with. It's not like when yes. you, when you sign whoever and or, or you know, Ruby Soho. I don't think he's losing sleep over Ruby Soho. He no, let her he go. Her. He doesn't and, care. He doesn't care. And, he doesn't want her. He wanted Daniel Bryan. He wanted Adam Cole. He maybe wanted CM Punk. I have no idea. He's gonna well, want to keep um, Kevin Owens, and he's probably gonna lose him too. It, like, yes. yeah
1: with punk I'm sure they made a call or two but deep down they knew he hated them and wasn't sure, coming right, back right 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 but but Danielson and Cole they made them offers and pitches and and brought him in the room and lost they both went to the other guy and all of these little things that really are are maybe minor embarrassments independently are adding up and Vince is going to be Vince at some point. That's what I, think.
2: I yeah, that, that's what I mean. And, and you can even go back into you know the TNA days. A lot of the like quote unquote big signings from TNA, with the exception maybe of Christian Cage, like most other ones were guys that Vince was done with. He released. He released a McFoley. He released a Booker T. You know what I mean? Like those guys were kind of done in the company. Whether they asked for their release or whatever, it wasn't like he was sitting in the room negotiating with those guys versus those. He did that with Brian Danielson. He did that with Adam Cole. He was in the room with his pitch. Put everything down did everything that he wanted to do, gave the guys the plans, gave the guys whatever, and they went to the other team. And that doesn't happen to Vince McMahon very often at all. You know, you can name on one hand guys that sat down, heard the pitch of Vince McMahon and whatever the top competitor was, and decided that they were going to go elsewhere. That just doesn't happen very often.
1: And Danielson's whole family still works there.
2: Yes. His father-in-law, his wife, <laughs> his sister-in-law, like everybody else. Yes.
1: You know, so the, these are all um, embarrassing L's, which all add up to you know the it, you know the public perception is they're getting shit on every ten minutes, and you know Nick Khan can keep my dad, saying it. Like, my
2: dad asked me about that. He said uh, I told him, oh, uh, uh, Ryan Daniel or Daniel Bryan because he he watches Total Bellas with my mom or whatever. So or Total Divas or whatever, and uh, I, I said, oh, Daniel Bryan signed there too, and he goes, ah, Punk and Daniel Bryan. I went, yeah, and he goes. Ah, Vince McMahon's got to be fucking pissed. And I said, Yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, he goes, Good, fuck that guy. And I was like, All right, I don't know why dad hates Vince McMahon. But uh, yeah, he was just like, Oh, he must be shaking in his boots a little bit. And I'm like, I guess, yeah. But I mean, that's a perception of my dad. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Yeah, that, yeah.
2: that's got to be a lot of people. To riggin- the yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the that's got yeah. Not a uh, astute uh, wrestling uh, analyst thinking, Oh, man, it's kind of weird that all these guys are, are leaving and going elsewhere.
1: And there's more coming. I
2: mean, and if you believe in it, and I and I believe it a little bit too. With you know, you know, the Matt Men podcast and Andrew and those guys who who have very good. I mean, they've hit on pretty much every big time story they've talked about. They're the ones that always report. Oh, you know, NBC is kind of like, well, what's going on here? Fox saying, hey, what's going on here? Like, I believe those guys because they've been right about a lot of things as well. But, um, yeah, it's like I, you know, at what point does that get into a memo? At what time does that get into an email? And at what time does Vince have to kind of respond to it when a guy calls him and says, hey, what's going on with this thing? What's going on? Why why is this guy on this TV?
1: Well, I think Nick Khan and Vince McMahon, if they're being genuine in that they, in their, you know, no selling of AEW, they'll have to begin to care as we inch closer to contract time and some of these network partners Play hardball with them and say, "Well, we have a viable alternative. We can talk to, if we can't agree on a number with you." I mean, at that point, you have to start caring. Whether your, uh, you know, claims that you don't care are true or not, at that point, they you have to care because now it's affecting. You know, maybe they thought AEW would just cruise along, you know, doing their nine hundred thousand viewers and. You know, uh and, and 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 cutting their little forty-five million dollar a year television deals and but but now we're seeing and it's happening very quickly, um uh, that this is uh you know, real legitimate competition for the um, uh, you know, not in the revenue end of course, because it's not even fucking close. It's not even in the same universe. But in terms of the market share, you know, the 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 television rating share and and ticket sales and those things—they're cutting in now, to a to a significant degree, you know. So you know they're beating them head to head in certain cities, and you know not all cities, but a lot of the key ones. I mean, WWE is getting their ass kicked in Chicago and New York. Those are pretty significant cities. They are. Yeah. Okay, uh, they're still winning in other places, like uh, you know I think they they won head to head. They won in Houston. Um, you know, and there's some other cities as well where where they've gone head to head and 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 done better at least uh, areas of the country or whatnot. But you know, so you've got Dynamite beating Raw this week. You've got them beating them head to head in ticket sales in major cities. You've got a pay per view that may have done double what any of their other pay per views have done to this point. You're winning free agent battles with gigantic stars. And can we please stop listening to people? who uh, keep citing this straw man casual fan and how AEW isn't doing anything to attract the casual fan. You know, if acquiring two of the biggest pro wrestling stars of the last 15 years isn't a move to attract the casual fan, then what the fuck is? It's just become – that is the proof. That is the proof that what we have been saying for years on this podcast – that this mythical argument about the casual fan, it's not that casual fans don't exist. It's that the casual fan argument is bullshit. And it's just shit that people say because they're using it for Brian Danielson and CM Punk and <laughs> saying that, oh, well you're still not doing anything to attract right. The casual Right,
2: which again, like I wanna meet, I, I would love to, if, if, if anybody knows this person, please have him come onto the show, please have him call, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get him on the line. I wanna know the person That says, ah, I casually enjoy professional, I casually enjoy sports entertainment, Joe. I am casual sports entertainment I am Joe sports entertainment. And he flips over onto Rampage on Friday night and sees a sold-out United Center screaming and jumping up and down and going nuts on CM Punk's every single word and goes, nah, this isn't for me. I'm not watching this.
1: Or, (laughs) or, go a step further. I want to meet this alleged casual fan who doesn't know who CM Punk is. Right, right, right. It, it doesn't exist. Like you, you, it's a, st- and, and look at the ratings. The ratings are proving it wrong. And 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 it's like it's just shit people say. If you see an argument that cites the casual fan, it is to be instantly ignored. Well, it I, means nothing.
2: The only thing is too. Okay, so we have this mythical Joe Sports Entertainment, like we said. Yeah. W- who does Joe Sports Entertainment like then?
1: Right. If Brian Danielson is <laughs> like,
2: like so Joe Sports Entertainment them hasn't them. watched in twenty five years then.
1: Right. Yeah. If they don't check the box, then what you're telling me is there's like three people who mean something to it. Then it's just unless you get The Rock, and it's then John Cena, The
2: Rock, do. Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Goldberg are are Hulk yeah. Hogan, yeah, and Hulk Hogan are Wait, the it, five human uh, people that you can get that that, that Joe Sports Entertainment's going to go. Aha, I know Stone Cold Steve Austin. So
1: those are about the only people where people and people still might cite this casual fan argument, uh, even if you you know it's crazy, like. Like uh, these are direct – the moves that they made, all three of them, through colon, were were directly made to attract the casual fan. That's what these moves were. So that just exposes people. And the problem isn't the random Twitter eggs that argue with Dave Meltzer. The problem is there's people paid to write this shit. And it's a disgrace. Now, we all know wrestling media is dog shit. And I can count on one hand the people who are worth a shit and we're two of them. But it's a joke that people are paid to write this garbage. And they don't know what they're talking about. No clue. You know, and, and, it's, it's, it, and it's, it, it, it didn't used to anger me. Now it angers me. Because it, these people are dumber than I thought they were. And I thought they were pretty dumb. And I'm talking about 99% of the wrestling media. Right,
2: because they're still being dumb about this shit. And they, they yeah. just signed a guy who made an event at WrestleMania a few months ago. They just signed the the, the biggest one of the biggest WWE stars of the last decade. <laughs> you know what I mean? They signed the... the, the yeah, between those two, it's like, wh- okay, then who is... Who does attract the casual fan? Who does Joe Sports Entertainment want to watch then if it's not those guys? I mean, get out
1: of and, here. and I'm not even... Listen, and that's the thing. I'm not even saying they don't exist. I'm saying the way the argument is applied is bullshit. And, and, and they're making up casual fans that don't exist. Do you understand the discrepancy I'm making here? Like, I understand that that it's nuanced Uh, obviously there's casual wrestling fans i you know that's not i'm not but when i say there's that these casual fans don't exist it's in the way that these people are right because
2: people have this idea that they turn on the tv and then if immediately there's not hulk hogan on the screen they shrivel up into a raisin turn the tv off and never watch it ever again like you know and it's like who are you talking about what who are these people that you're talking about And, and 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 largely you know what guess what Casual fans come and go when wrestling is hot as fuck. And when people talk about wrestling and wrestling is good, th- that's it. And we've always said from the beginning, and we've caused it. We've had a lot of arguments with you about this. This has been our stance from, from the day the WWE network started and people were saying, well, how do they get casual fans to subscribe to the WWE network? And we just said, be popular. <laughs> you know, do you remember that argument that we stand with people? Yeah, We'd say yeah. WWE just needs to be popular. That's how they will get some casual fans to watch it because Eventually, if they hear from their friends that hey, this thing's oh, it's really cool, or yeah, I'm watching again, or they see a clip on ESPN, or they see, that's when they start watching. It's, it has nothing to do with exactly who's on there. I mean, a bunch of people that were probably Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage fans all started watching again in 1998, not because they recognized Uncle Cold Steve Austin, in The Rock, but because wrestling was cool as fuck again, and everybody was talking about it again, and they went, oh, sweet, all right, I'm gonna watch
1: again. Pick people you think can connect with a wide audience. And present them as cool as you possibly can and hope that they catch on. That's really what star making is. Here's what you don't do. You don't take Bianca Belair and have her fall for a fake handshake and lose in eight seconds. That's not how you make someone cool. There's nothing cool about that. And you can sit here and tell me about the great story being told and everything else. That's not how you make someone come across as cool and like a star. A star would have kicked Becky in the belly and beat her in eight seconds. Not fall for the fake handshake and lose. And and that's basically what it comes down to, and it speaks to the point you're making. That's why WWE isn't cool, because none of the characters on the show are cool. They're all a bunch of dorks, they're all unlikable. And uh, you know, that that's part of the problem. And well, A-W- it, it's just and- like
2: at, at its core, and again, like it's, it seems like it's too, uh, sorry to interrupt, but like it, it, at, at its core, it's just like just be popular and be cool and be fun and be interesting. That's that's how wrestling becomes popular. There's no there's no magic, oh, it needs to be this or it needs to be that. It needs to be whatever it is that gets people watching, gets people excited and gets people interested. You know, that's it. That's, and, and there's no mythical way to do it. It just kind of sometimes happens, you know. Sometimes yeah. you just produce good TV or you hit on the right guys or you're on a roll or it's just something happens and it just works and then people start watching it and no there's not some secret sauce and it's it's there's not like one thing that people will all there's not one thing that you can do that will make everybody start watching again because if it was that easy we wouldn't be in a 20 year slog of of trying to get back to where we were you know in 1998 or whatever
1: well there's a place right now that's starting to feel pretty cool.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why like this mythical fan that shrivels into a blob when they watch, you know, Brian Danielson throw a bunch of kicks and throw somebody on their head on on all uh, all out and goes, "Ah," and then just turns it off and never watches it again. Like, who are these people? I like that's I mean, not Hulk Hogan. More, who is that? Ah!
1: There's, out. there's more people. Why are the
2: fans yelling? I don't understand anything. I must never watch again. Ah, like you know, like everyone's cheering and everyone's going nuts. Ah, I don't know the story. Ah, like who are these yeah, people? Yeah. Like. Like really, I, if you know one of these people, please have him come out of the show. I'd love to talk uh, to man who turns
1: into blob. <laughs> I would love to have a discussion. Too many people at ringside. I'm so confused. <laughs> right? Ah,
2: who are who's the Jurassic Express guy? Ah, who's why's the guy in a uh, uh, why's the guy a dinosaur? Ah, I think I could never watch again. Like again, you know. It, it,
1: it's uh, it, it it's it's more people watched more people in the demo watched Dynamite this week than total people watched NXT. I mean, think about that. And, you know, and and, and not too long ago, NXT was being relied on to beat them. (laughs) You know, and it's like, what's the difference? I mean, NXT, does anything on NXT feel cool or hot or exciting? No, and it Uh, hasn't for a long time. uh,
2: Index is getting married next week, Joe. So speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. That number that's going to pop a big number, man.
1: It's going to pop a good number by their standards. For sure. For sure. Someone's going
2: into the cake. Uh, Dex- okay. Yeah. So we know what's going to happen, right? So someone's going into the cake. Someone's going to say, they're going to say, does anybody have a reason for this this couple to not be married? And someone, insert heel, is going to come out, right? And go, I've got some special footage you people need to see. You know. Who's who, who's, uh, who's Sam Shaw? What the least- fuck's his name? Dexter Loomis. Who's he fucking Dexter Loomis. that he's not supposed to be fucking?
1: No, I don't you know that's a usual wrestling wedding trope for sure. You think this is just gonna
2: go off as a wedding and move on?
1: No, absolutely not. I just don't know I don't I just don't know which usual wedding trope they're gonna use. You know what I mean? Like one of them is gonna work some of the things. Well Gargano's going through a
2: cake for sure. Somehow Gargano's eating the cake.
1: He's gotta go face first into a cake. Yeah,
2: he's going face first into a cake.
1: It's WWE, they'll probably have a food fight.
2: (laughs) For sure. They'll
1: probably throw cake at each other. Hilarious stuff. Um. Actually, the 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 bachelorette party stuff was genuinely funny. That was pretty good I don't stuff. Know if you yeah, I,
2: I did see some of that. Yeah, I don't know if that was Borash. I assume it was Borash that did it. It was actually funny stuff.
1: Now, the bachelor party stuff was I didn't like. I thought that was corny. But the bachelorette party stuff, where it's like all these women are there and they all think that. Indy is a dork, and they don't want to be there. Like, that stuff was funny. Um, there were some good lines and some good bits. So that that was actually pretty entertaining. The bachelor party, though, that was where they are playing laser tag and throwing the axes. That <laughs> yeah, was yeah. That was to, not...
2: I'm trying to remember. <laughs> there was a segment. Okay, when Stephanie McMahon had a bachelorette party. Do you remember this when she was marrying Test? E-
1: Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the bachelorette party.
2: It was Stephanie, like three of her friends, Linda, Mae Young, and Fabulous Mula, who were there. And I just remember laughing. Like going back, I saw it like not that long ago and just thinking, like, what the fuck? The lamest bachelorette party you've ever seen. They're just sitting at a table drinking, like, you know, daiquiris or something like that. There's Mae Young and Mula.
1: Where were all the. Linda
2: McMahon there? Yeah.
1: where were the divas? There are
2: no divas. Uh, at that t- they were pretty low on divas. At that time, I guess uh, uh, well, China uh, wasn't going to be there. China wasn't going to be there.
1: No, no. Um, was uh, Barbara Bush available? <laughs>
2: Barbara BB was not there. No. Was
1: she dead already? Uh, no,
2: no. Barbara Bush wasn't dead already. Was she, is Barbara Bush dead?
1: Well, she's dead now. Yeah, she's dead. Really? Barbara Bush is dead. Yeah. Like the the, the first lady and oh the diva. okay dead. is the
2: diva the, no she isn't is they're
1: both yes she is she's dead I swear to God. Look no. Barbara Bush, the Kathy diva. Kathy
2: Dingman dead. is not dead. I just looked it up.
1: She's dead. No, she isn't. Am I getting Mandela you, affected I, here? I
2: think dead? you are. She's...
1: Hold on. Let me do my independent no, I'm, I'm research. Looking
2: at, I'm looking at her, her Twitter profile. I know. At Kathy Dingman. Former WWE BB. Uh, she Cooper hasn't Ford. tweeted since December 18th. 2020 so maybe maybe she is dead but
1: oh no she died like 10 years ago hold on <laughs> no i think what are you thinking of? yeah bb she's dead hold on no she okay um no, it does not appear to she's, she, it alive. she's alive. <laughs> alive
2: don't kill kathy dingman <laughs> all
1: right i murdered kathy ding yeah, uh, the, for uh, no
2: the former mrs hardcore um, holly come on
1: man who's the one that's dead i thought she was dead
2: you're gonna have to have be more specific i don't know
1: no, I I have been telling people for years that she's dead too.
2: How many Bad people job do have, out of how, how many people do you have Kathy Dingman discussions with?
1: I've brought this up many times. Like how often does fish. BB come up? <laughs>
2: no, those I think all those eras uh Divas are are okay, yeah, Tori, you had Ivory, I think they're all still alive,
1: right? What about the one with the magic wand? Uh... Candice well, Michelle.
2: Yeah, Candace Michelle is good. I think uh, Ashley Massaro is is not, but that that's like a a few many many years forward for the Ashley Yeah, Massaro Ashley Massaro died, to, yeah. died
1: recently. Um, no, I th- I thought Barbara Bush was dead. My bad. Sorry, Kathy Dingman. Yeah, leave Kathy Dingman alone.
2: Let her I'm here to be alive. Let her spread her conspiracy theories on Twitter. <laughs> it's a pretty uh, it's exactly what you'd imagine. BB's Twitter looks like in 2020. So uh, yeah. One. When- Ah, Born in NY, live in Florida. Former Hooters girl, model, and WWE diva, WCW and TNA. I don't remember her in TNA, but I'm
1: sure. All right. Sometimes you get them wrong. What can you do? Kill Kathy Dingman. Um. Well, they they all ended up in TNA at some point. Everybody. I mean, can can we we talk about
2: something that still bothers? And it bothered me when I was 11, and it bothers me today. Sure. Why was her name not DD? Double D. -D
1: -D? Yeah, I don't know. Why right? was it Barbara Bush? <laughs> right. What was the Why joke was there?
2: I don't know. I mean, she had massive boobs. I thought D would be the better joke.
1: Right. She had big hoots.
2: She had oh massive hoots. Yeah.
1: Not my era. You know that.
2: No, no, no. Yeah, she turned uh, she turned young rich into a into a man. I would say for sure. Oh. So, yeah. Ooh. The Barbara Bush worked for me at that, when I was eleven, I'll tell you that.
1: She moved your needle.
2: Oh, she did move my needle. Yeah, Kathy. Ding he Ding likes the so. Barbara Bush. Maybe I'll slide in the right. DMs. What, what's the worst that could happen, right?
1: Divorce?
2: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Probably.
1: Divorce? You I, a, you I don't know if hall- I want
2: that as my, like, you
1: know. You get a hall pass for Barbara Bush? Yeah, I
2: don't know. If, yeah, do I want to cash in a hall pass for Kathy Dingman? I don't I don't know if I do. So.
1: Oh, well, I mean, listen, she's not going to fuck you anyway. But it, uh, well, maybe she'll fuck you. Who knows? Yeah.
2: I, yeah. Miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so uh, we can try that. But uh, anyway, yes. I don't know why she wasn't DD. But anyway, what the hell were we talking about? I don't know. How the hell did um, we get to Barbara Bush? Oh,
1: weddings. Wrestling weddings. Oh,
2: Gerard brings up a good one. Were you thinking of Beaver Cleavage's mother? Oh, she's dead? She is dead. She had uh, she had breast cancer. Yeah, like not That's that long the one. after. What's yeah. her
1: name? That's the era. <laughs> Boy.
2: Uh, what was Beaver Cleavage's mother's name? Um... Mariana Comlos, but I forget what her name was. In was it or, just or Mrs. Cleavage? Was just Mrs. Cleavage? I don't know if she had a.
1: I think that's probably my confusion. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, it was
2: just Mrs. Cleavage. I guess was was her name. So
1: rest in peace to the uh, abused. Yeah. Imagine that gimmick today. Holy shit.
2: Oh boy, yeah. For people that weren't around for the Beaver Cleavage gimmick, it was uh, initially beaver. a pedophile angle. Initially, yes. a am fucking my mom angle. And then yep. turned into a oh it's all a joke instead I'm just beating my girlfriend angle so yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took all a lot of works. different directions in about a month and a half so the wokes
1: aren't gonna like that <laughs>
2: they're one they're not gonna like that one at all yes no it started with this guy's definitely fucking his mom isn't he wait never mind and then he came out and cut a shoot promo Joe do you remember he goes yes. I'm not I'm not Beaver cleavage. I'm Chaz. <laughs> I'm Chaz Warrington. I'm a guy <laughs> from New Jersey. That was his gimmick for a while. Was a guy from New Jersey, uh, and then one uh, Mrs. Cleavage then showed up with a uh, a bruise on her eye. Yes, and everybody
1: then sobbing suspected. and in tears. Yeah, the implication was he was slapping her around. Yeah, like yeah, great,
2: great attitude era. Really awesome stuff there. Really, yeah. just incredible.
1: The problem is it's PG thirteen.
2: Right. I wish I wish they would bring the add to an era of Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We need um, less guys fucking. We need more guys fucking their mothers and then beating their girlfriends. That'd be great. Yes.
1: It's because you were seven. Yeah. and It all went it's, over yes. your head.
2: I loved it because I was eleven and I was an idiot. Yeah. Right. Because I was like boobs, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. I think I'm good. This is all I really need in my life. And yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: South Park signs in the crowd. And- <laughs> right.
2: Right, exactly. South Park wrestlers, yeah. The Road Dog talking about his dick all the time. I was like, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Just everybody talking about their dicks. Yeah. Dick jokes and guys pointing at their dicks. And Booms. Cartman cutouts in the yeah. crowd. <laughs> right.
1: All over the place. Yeah.
2: Yeah, If, if and, and, and John Carroll brought up a very good point that uh, the storyline ending, do you remember this? No. She was faking it. That bitch. Oh, and so then he was the, uh, like, that bitch. And he called her bitch. Even better. Yeah. So then he like, he like beat her up. He bit her up for real, I think, or like kicked her to the curb and then reformed the headbangers. So, uh,
1: was... right. Brought Glenn Ruth back right. and reformed the <laughs> headbangers. <laughs> yes.
2: Fucking terrible. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh, the attitude era. So bad.
1: I don't know if that makes it better or worse that it turned out she was. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm not sure to <laughs> be. Because the implication wasn't like, oh, thank God, like, oh, wow, it was like, that bitch, that lying whore, you know what I mean? It was like, because it yeah. was Russo, true, so like, right. everybody had, it's like, ah, oh, throw that whore down, what a bitch, you know, type thing, right. so, um, yeah, yeah.
1: It was like a, a very crude dollar store version of I'd like to talk to Tom. Yes,
2: yeah, exactly, yeah, I'd like to talk to Tom with with none of the subtlety and none of the actual... um
1: yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, just just just, just for just, just for total shock value every step. Yeah, this all of the happened
2: way. within the course of like 4 weeks by the way, from
1: Yeah, like it wasn't heels trying to outsmart a baby face, like I like to talk to Tom, which is really what that was at its core, right? Even though you couldn't do that one today either. Th- this one was just what shocking turn can we do next week <laughs> right, to, right. to make this progressively worse. Like that's all that this was. First he's fucking her, then and it's his first he's fucking his mom. Then he's beating the woman who isn't really his mom, but it's his girlfriend, but then he wasn't really beating her, she was lying, and and she's a bitch and now she needs to get beat up for a lot. Just awful from start <laughs> to finish. Shit. Yeah, just, just just nothing redeeming or clever but, or but smart. Joe,
2: the casual fans loved it, so.
1: Uh, they, that's what you gotta do. So I guess do, we gotta bring
2: and, back like, fucking your mom. Or, or, yeah, that's that's what we got to bring back in the. In the...
1: You got to have some Spaldings and bring back the casual. Fa- that's the Russo stuff. Right. That's that's Pete Russo right there. You know, that's his. That those are the kind of things he do to bring in the the mythical casual fan. Um, you know, yeah, terrible. How do we get on that? Oh, because she's dead. That's yes, how we got yes, on. Because we're trying to find no...
2: a, a a a diva of that era that was dead, and that's that's, what, that's the one
1: that's I confused out, her yeah. with Barbara Bush. Maybe I thought she was Barbara Bush. That's possible too, right?
2: I mean I maybe. Know. No, I don't.
1: They look nothing alike, right? They no, not really. No. Did this lady have hoots, big hoots? Ah, uh, she has pretty good hoots,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Didn't she die of breast cancer? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't.
2: yeah, unfortunately.
1: All right. Let's reel that in. Um I'm tugging my collar now.
2: You know, okay, you know what? I will give you I will give you credit. They did look very similar.
1: They look alike, right?
2: Yeah, because she had like blonde hair and bangs and giant boobs, which is kind of it was a very '90s like blonde woman with giant boobs look is, is yeah. what she had. So I, with I, the okay. bangs,
1: just like what's her name, um, Stone Cold's ex-wife who was Deborah. with uh, Jarrett Deborah. and Hart, a Deborah look, big hoots, bangs, blonde. It was a very popular look in those it days. It was,
2: yeah. It really, it really was, yeah.
1: What was that? Because of Pam Anderson, maybe?
2: I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, I don't know the connect Yeah, it must have been Pam, right? Because everyone's yeah. got like a look based off of like whoever was the 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 sex symbol of the time, yeah. Yeah it's it based off Cindy Margolis is probably it was based off of so
1: Yeah. Cindy Margolis, yeah. Oh,
2: oh remember the angle where Jeff Jarrett beat the hell out of her? That was great, yeah.
1: You know who else had that look? Rhonda Shear.
2: <laughs> Rhonda Shear up all night, baby. Let's go. Yep. Yeah.
1: She had that look too. Very popular with the blonde bangs.
2: Yeah. I
1: was never a fan of Bangs. Nah, I got no time for it either. I'm men or women, like, remember the Bama Bangs? Oh,
2: I remember the Bama Bangs, yeah. What an
1: awful haircut. <laughs> me and the, I just want to take the, scissors to everyone with Bama Bangs. So I guess this is a question hair.
2: for you, Joe, a man who lives near a college campus. Um, yeah. Are, like, douchebag college kids still a thing, like, in the same way that I'm thinking of them as being a thing? Because um, I'm, I'm thinking, just, like, Bama Bangs... Popped collar, puka shell kid.
1: Well, I mean, no style has moved on from that. Sure, but right, right, right. There's just different kinds of douchebags. Because every every dude from 18 to 22 is a douchebag.
2: Right, right, right. So, yeah, what? What? Do, I don't know what the. I, I need to. I need to tour a college campus one of these days to get a, a feel for the the current. Well,
1: you got to tour like a an all American Midwestern or Northeastern campus. I'm in Texas, dude. So. I've got all kinds down here. Like, okay, so I'll Uber sometimes. Well, not during the pandemic, but before the pandemic, I'd Uber sometimes on the weekends. And, uh, you know, you pick up one group of college kids, and they're wearing their starched Wranglers, and they got a knife on their belt, and they're wearing a cowboy hat.
2: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then I'm picking up another group, and it's, you know, they're they're completely the opposite. So it's a different world down there. It's
2: like the sweatpants. They're like the designer sweatpants kids, right? Designer, or no.
1: sort of dance kids. Uh, that's See, not know. really anything. Old. That's not a thing here. Yeah, um, but I got a lot of, there's a lot of Southern and Texas influence here that, yeah. uh, you know, that, that, that like at Ohio State, you're not going to get that.
2: In right, Ohio, right. North. Are you talking about like, you know? we got like 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 salmon colored khakis and yeah, like salmon colored like, shorts type stuff?
1: Like I'm getting guys like I described with their jeans and their boots and their fucking. You know, knife on their belt, literally with a knife on their belt, <laughs> and I'm getting a lot of Brock Anderson kind of guys. You know what I mean? Like the 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 fucking boat <laughs> shoes and the
2: yeah yeah and, yeah yeah okay and
1: the, the golf shirt and the khaki shorts <laughs> yeah okay okay. You know, but you're, you're so those 19, guys.
2: Those guys you know, still you know? exist then, which is good. I, I wanted to they at least, south. They
1: do absolutely okay because yeah.
2: those are the those are the like the fratty douchebag dudes I'm talking about. It's like Brock Anderson look.
1: That look is predominant here. Yeah. Okay,
2: good. I'm just glad to know but, it's still around.
1: But I don't think that's like a thing at like um, I don't know St. John's in New York City or fucking I don't think they're doing that at like you know uh, fucking Missouri or well, maybe in Missouri, but uh,
2: Wisconsin Madison yeah they're not doing Penn State
1: or something yeah, I don't you know, know I, I um yeah but uh I, yeah if you're asking me what the current douchebag of the day uh, like looks like um. I don't know. I don't I don't go near campus much anymore. And obviously I, I refuse to I don't Uber anymore during the pandemic because the Ubering for me was just to get out of the house when I'm bored and make a little extra money. It wasn't I wasn't living off it or nothing. So because I don't need to do it, I'm not going to do it when like, you know, three out of every 10 people that get in my car are going to have COVID.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Increase your so, chances of spreading <laughs> COVID to your family. So uh, it doesn't no. seem like a very, uh, a, a very fun thing. Okay. <laughs>
1: It's funny. The other night, the other night, I get Uber keeps sending these emails because they're desperate because no one wants to drive during COVID, and they keep sending these emails. Do complete three trips for a hundred dollar bonus, right? So I'm like, all right, uh, I've been fully vaxxed for a while. Uh, You know, I'm gonna go get this hundred dollars. So I go out the other night. And uh, I've got my fucking mask on and I'm like, I'm just going to do my three trips. I'm going to, I'm going to make my hundred bucks. How else, where else am I going to make like $130 an hour? You know, I have to take advantage of this first guy that gets in my car plops right in my front seat. No mask. Oh, get first out guy that gets in the car right <laughs> in the front seat. No mask. Despite the fact that, you know, you're supposed to wear a mask. You're also supposed and, to go to uh, the back seat, right? I mean, you could get in the front if you want. But Whoa, get people, the back you weirdo. I get a front seater now and then. I get a front seater now Fucking and then. Weirdos. I would never do it. No, I would it's never so do it. weird. And he's sweaty. and <laughs> He wasn't a felt man. Okay, let's put it that way too. This man was well over the 300-pound mark. He's not wearing a mask. He's sweating all over the car. Rich, I'm freaking the fuck out. Who's been more careful during COVID than this guy? No one, okay. I don't even fucking leave my front stoop, okay. This guy's the first guy to get in my car, so I take him on his round trip to the gas station to get cigarettes and beer. Oh, okay? good. That's what good. Yeah, that's exactly
2: okay? what he needs. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets. I, I take him home, and we get into his driveway, and he goes, "All right, well, thanks for the ride." And he puts the hand up for the low five, oh. and now he wants me. To, he wants to slap his sweaty hand.
2: <laughs> that's also weird. I would never do that. And is that a Texas oh, thing? Like, why would you ever do that?
1: He was just overly friendly. The transaction's
2: but, you know, over, man. You know what I mean? That's, that's get sweet. out
1: of my fucking car. That's where you give He's, a
2: thumbs up. You do like the, the the you know the army, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like the little you know hands to the forehead. All right, see you later, pal. Like you know.
1: No, he had and he, and he was and it was hanging up the there. The
2: lo-fi I, Get, out of, right, he Get, out, of Get out of here. He had his arm way up in the air. Get out of here. Go away.
1: He wanted me to put the hand low because his hand was up high. So I put my hand out and it was like slow motion. His hand came down and it slapped mine and the sweat droplets <laughs> went flying everywhere. And I pulled around the corner, and I got the, my fucking, I got my uh, what's the hand gimmick? I got my fucking uh, sanitizer out, and I was like lathering in it. I was all over up my fucking forearms, on my neck. I was, like I stepped out of the car. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta let the car. I've rolled the windows down. I got, I gotta let the car air out. I'm terrified that this man has just put co and, and I know that like the science doesn't even match up but it's right like, right
2: right but still I mean I'm even terrified. if not COVID like whatever this guy's this guy's got something and he's giving it to me for sure like
1: <laughs> he was so sweaty I he was so sweaty so then uh my second I'm like I gotta complete these three uh, trips that's the, that, that's the first one oh, that's the first trip no. the second trip is fine masked up got in the back didn't say a word to me The best kind of exactly
2: how you're supposed to do it get in the back, scroll on your phone, you arrive and you go, Okay, thank you, and you leave.
1: No small talk whatsoever. (laughs) The man just wanted to go home from work, right? Stare at your phone
2: and don't make small talk.
1: Yes. The only word said in that car is when I confirmed where he was going. That's it. The only word said. Third trip, it's to a supermarket. So I know what I'm in for family grocery shopping because I've been down this road before. I'm like, I'm just praying. That the nineteen people that pile into my car are messed up, Rich. They were not messed up. I had four people back into <laughs> the car with their groceries in the back, and none of them had a. Man. And they were all chit chatting back and forth uh, with me. All I can picture in my head is their spittle. Yeah, you're just everywhere. looking at
2: it. It's like a movie or like a, a like yeah like a a health video where you're just seeing spittle fly in the air and it's like you know it's showing it turning green you know what I mean it's like oh this is how this disease is passed along like,
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
2: it's like a narrator <laughs> being like you know it's somebody talking and then it's slow-mos to their spit which then turns green and it's going this is how the <laughs> like.
1: I'm, all I'm thinking about is no social di- small confined space we're packed into a fucking Hyundai Tucson and there's one in the front seat there's three in the back they're cross-talking. The one in the front has their head turned Ugh. around. The three... All I can think is this car is loaded with the spittle of these four people. And um, I am going to make my $130. And then I am going to die of COVID for $130. It's all I could think about until I got them out of my car. I sped the entire way. Uh, police be damned. I'm doing like 65 down their side road where they lived. Just get out of my fucking car and uh, take your stupid groceries and your spittle and uh, and 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 yes, I reported every one of them for not wearing their mask in the Uber driver. Oh, app. there you go. Look at, it, so, look at it. old
2: snitch um, lands over there. I like it. Good for them.
1: I mean, you know, come on. The rules clearly state. (laughs) I I figured. I figured
2: that was a pretty obvious rule. I think on the app, it like screams at you a thousand times about it, so it's it's pretty impossible to not know that that's what you're supposed to do. So.
1: Yeah. So for those of you Ubering in the pandemic and trying to get slick without the mask, know that on the driver's side, we are to report whether you had a mask on or not, and that may impede your ability uh, to get more rides. Oh, that's probably a cop caller for that. Is that how that uh, works?
2: Yes, but I don't care you are but who i'm cares?
1: on the right side of that one you though, are right? on the like right side I, I, of that yeah yeah for sure aren't they putting people's you know health in danger by not wearing the fucking sure. the gimmick yeah, of course they are. right i'm saving the next guy because i'm doomed like i'm fucked you're already. dead you're like,
2: dead yeah you're dead by next week for sure
1: the sweaty low five the fucking luckily you, you
2: got that recent health, health check up and you and, and you might be able to survive this but um
1: well, you know, I knew that there's always a yin and a yang to life, and then now, you know, I it, it, it it's it's going to catch up to me. You know, I had to go out there and chase that hundred bucks. Do I need that hundred bucks? That no, I don't. Why did I do this? Why, Rich? Why did I go out <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> on a Sunday, quiet Sunday? I could have watched a movie with my wife. Or, no, I was go I was chasing this hundred dollar payoff to complete the three. Yeah, now I know a... why they're they're yeah, that's money.
2: why they want. That's why they're paying you hundred thirty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why everybody had to wait outside of All Out for fucking four hours to, to get picked up by their friends, because there was just no Ubers or no Lyfts anywhere near that arena. That that I don't know if you followed that saga going on that, that night. I think uh, our very own Sue Williams, unfortunately, got caught in that, and he, he ended up getting a ride uh, from somebody, but uh, there just wasn't any. They just couldn't get out of that arena. If you, didn't dra- well, if you didn't drive there, you were fucked. You just had no way of getting out of there. Hopefully, someone
1: from our site, because like a thousand of you live in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Oh, somebody
2: got him. Somebody got him
1: for sure. Was able to help him out there. You know.
2: I an asshole was already doing this podcast when he, because uh... I think uh, it's it's sued and he's a nice guy. So yeah. I think at like one a.m. he was like, "Hi, is anybody up? Like, I'm still here." And we're like, "Oh no, Oh, my God, Jesus yeah. Christ! Somebody go get sued!" Like... He's just, because he's so nice, he's probably just like, I'll wait, I'll wait, no big deal, you know, hey, it's a nice day, it's a nice night, and then like, yeah, by 1 p- one a.m., he's like, okay, I should probably ask if somebody could come pick me up at this point, so.
1: Yeah, sleep on the curb. They're yeah, he's will probably- like, sleep here, it's
2: okay, it's fine, it's a nice night, there's grass, I'm fine, it's okay, it's like, no, so- suit, like, come on, somebody will come get you, so. Yeah. But, uh yeah, yeah it was a disaster, so that's why, because they don't want the $150 to have a bunch of weirdo wrestling fans. We had a, we had a, a, a guy when we were, we were getting out of All Out, uh, and he was like, hey, I'll pay you if you take me to our hotel room, and my friend just went, fuck no, get it out of the way. It was like, this he was like an aggressively fat guy like you're talking about, like probably was very similar to the man you were talking about. And we're like, no, get yeah. out of here. Like, no, you're not coming into you know, our car. I got a podcast to do. I, that's why I told him. I said, I said, no, I have a podcast to do it, and my friend said, fuck off, and drove away, so. I try wow. to be nice. I try to let that's, him off nicely. Yeah. Well, Rich, it was my that's fr- really, that's very aggressive. To be fair, it was my friend's car and he doesn't like any human beings. So, um, I like your friend. They asked the wrong person. They asked literally the worst person on earth if they can go into their car. He's like a germaphobe, uh, doesn't like other people. Not a good call
1: for that. So. Pandemic. Pandemic happening yeah. right now.
2: Yeah. Was not into a uh, random dude entering his car. And also, the other thing, too, is he like, hey, can you take me to our ho- the hotel? And he said, I'll pay you. Didn't say where the hotel was, though. Because that could change everything. That's true. Like, where's your fucking hotel? I mean, if I'm driving into The Loop, like, no, that's going to be like 500 bucks, man. That's a big-ass drive. Like
1: The Loop. That's some Chicago yeah. talk. Oh,
2: for sure. For sure. Yeah, sorry. I didn't. Yeah. The Loop. The Loop, yeah. Which is not where Hoffman Estates was, despite uh, everybody getting into Brian Alvarez's mentions all weekend talking about food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the worst. Just the worst. Yeah, the guy
1: was like an hour from anything. Yeah, good. yeah. They're like, just go get food from
2: Chicago. And he's just like, I'm in Hoffman Estates. Yeah. Go drive to here. It's like, oh, that would take like 70 minutes to drive to the city from where I'm at. So no, at 3 a.m., I'm not driving into the city to get food.
1: Yeah. Who the fuck hasn't eaten dominoes in the middle of the night? Like, why was that so abnormal? I don't understand I no why idea. he got yeah. he I,
2: I that, it. In, he turned, he it turned into, it a into a, a bit. He had, bed, had it all weekend. Yeah, he yeah, had all weekend. He was eating the uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you that's know, great he, stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was very clever. Capped it off by
2: getting a Chicago hot dog, but then just putting ketchup on it, which was also just an incredible uh, troll. So,
1: Oh, that's not what you do. No, 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 no. I wouldn't put ketchup on a hot dog. Period. Because no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not six. Yeah, not six
2: years old. Like, if, if if I must put if if like because I, I don't mind like the Chicago hot dog that has everything on it, but like normally I'm just like mustard. I just put like a good mustard on my hot dog, and that's enough for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can't. You know.
2: This ketchup kind of stinks. So,
1: once you go through puberty, you can't put ketchup on a hot dog. No, it's you really can't put ketchup on anything unless you're dipping fries. Uh, yeah, that I've really gotten burger. to that point.
2: I used to be I used to be a big ketchup guy, and I'm like I'm not eating. I don't eat it at all. Like I'll, I'll sometimes dip it in fries, but even that I've slowed down a lot as well. Yeah, you just burger. realize you're like I'm just eating salt. <laughs> what am I doing? Like it's not even adding anything.
1: It's just a child's condiment. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, yeah like, sure. it's yeah, it's not something an adult. Should uh should be using?
2: They sell by me. I don't know if they sell by you. It would trigger you. They have this uh, ketchup mayo mix. I think Kraft has it now. Well,
1: you, you lost me at mayo. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you're into that whatsoever. So
1: no. Um, when mayo gets used in this house, I require a warning, and I have to go upstairs and go away. Interesting. Because if if I even get a slight whiff of mayo, I want to vomit.
2: That's the tuna. That's tuna for me. Yeah, I have to be know. Yeah. I have to be notified when tuna's coming out. So.
1: And, and it's like you know, I'm not a food snob. There's only. It's just mayo and and oddly enough whole tomatoes. Like a slice of tomato, I can't do it. Um, those are the only two things. Like I'll eat pretty much anything else, but the mayo, I can't look at it. Like
2: the sound, I, it, there's a sound to it too. You know what I mean? When uh, you like scoop it, you're like dipping the knife into there.
1: My gag reflex is going. right
2: <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. And it makes it. There's like an air pocket noise that comes out. And it's just like yeah, it's 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 gross. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It just seeing like. They have the squeeze mayo now. That's even worse than the knife mayo. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, it comes out
0: of that. Oh, yeah, man.
2: that's what this ketchup mayo thing is. Someone's telling us it's a Heinz brand uh, ketchup mayo uh, mix. Yeah. that uh, has been on the end cap near me a lot, so it might not be going very well. But they yeah, love the mix mayo Mayo shit. chup. It's called mayo chup. <laughs>
1: so it's like the Craft fucking sauce on chup. a Big Mac, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. that is?
2: Oh, well, Big Mac's like Thousand Island, isn't it? It's a little more like Thousand Island-y.
1: I don't know. One of them restaurants uses just a ketchup-mayo mix. Maybe I'm just thinking of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, remember the Dijonese? The Dijonese with the Dijon mustard and the mayonnaise? That was uh, all the rage for a while there in the 90s. No, nothing. Uh, Not really. They like to mix mayonnaise with everything. They mix it with, you know, it's fucking repulsive. I just I can't take it. Um, yeah. Uh, that's AEW. So,
2: yeah, that's that's AEW. That's the fallout from uh, AEW's All Out, as well as their new uh, roster edition. So that's that's what's going on there. All right, Joe. Let's. Uh, we got a lot of other stuff to get to, and we are going to get to it here uh, in a moment. But let's let you guys know about the sponsor for this week's show, and this is a big one this week. You are going to want to listen to this ad read. We promise, because we are going to make you money. Because this week is sponsored by my. Bookie, And with over $500,000 in contest prize money up for grabs, the NFL is back in action. And so is winning season at My bookie. Joe. You know about it. Head to MyBookie.ag to choose from a variety of boosts and free bets and get in on the fan-favorite $100,000 Super Contest, which only costs $10 to enter. You pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand prize. Again, a $100,000 super contest. In order to get started, you make your first deposit at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code VOICES. Again, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code VOICES to instantly receive double your deposit. Again, that's double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using promo code VOICES. And this week, Joe, as of this recording, they these idiots at mybookie.ag promo code voices, gave you, gave me, gave you, gave everybody who's on my bookie and smart enough, $22. What was it? $22.75, right?
1: Just gave it to se- us.
2: Just said, here, take $22. We don't even want it. They had a bet today, one of these the free bets that we talked about in that ad read there, between Tampa and Dallas, and said, if, the, if any team scores, you win. So as long as it wasn't the first ever 0-0 game since like 1949 or whatever in the NFL, you were going to win. I think you won in... in minutes right it was 2 minutes or something that that it's yes, 20 overrated.
1: it's it's 2116 yeah, at the half So we
2: won you won pretty easily I'm $22 richer you're $22 richer anybody that was on my book he was $22 richer They're going to keep those up as we said a variety of boosts and free bets all this weekend all next week all week one of NFL season I mean that they're giving you free, not in, in addition to the free, de- the double the deposit. So whatever deposit you put in, they're going to double that money. They're also going to have free bets and boosts all weekend as well. So if you're not on my bookie right now, you're, I, I, I mean, you just don't like money. You just don't like free money at this point. And I don't know why, why do you not like free money?
1: Well, I thought doing Uber this weekend for a uh, hundred bucks was going to be essentially free money, but we see how that turned out. But with my bookie. Uh, there are no sweaty low fives. To, uh, <laughs> right, no,
2: one's gonna, no so. low fives, just a lot of uh high fives after you're winning your big bets. But yeah, a lot of stuff there. So what do you think about that super contest? Five games against the spread, each win earns you a point. That's, I mean, if you know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's they, they got a lot of good deals on there. Blackjack tournaments all the time, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff with $0 entry. So the whole casino on my bookie as well, it's not just sports wages. I
2: know, I, I dabbled in that casino. They got racing on there too, if you really want to, so... Yeah, that's pretty good. There's uh, there's uh, some pretty fun. Uh, the Holyfield fight is happening. This freak show boxing, uh, fight is happening. That's right. And they have they. My bookie got on on board. Once they announce that Donald Trump is going to be doing commentary for this, now this yeah. sounds like a mad lib. I assure you that the year is 2021, yes. and former President Donald Trump will be doing commentary with his son Donald Trump Jr. on the Evander Holyfield boxing match that's going on this weekend
1: against Vitor Belfort. <laughs> against Vitor
2: Belfort, yes. All those yes. things are true. I promise you that one thing that I mentioned was false there, but they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of uh, 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 prop bets on that. Will Trump mention Joe Biden? Will Trump mention Kam- uh, Kamala Harris? Will Trump say fake news plus two fifty for no on fake news? <laughs> not a good not a good deal. I'll tell you that not Charlotte winning uh, the triple threat on on that one. I think that's a it's a bad bet. but uh yeah, plenty of prop bets going on. NFL prop bets too that that i I tend to have a little bit more fun doing those things uh because I'm a weirdo like that, but uh, well no I'm not a weirdo prop bets are cool, right? People like prop bets
1: throw wrong with a prop bet? I say the grimier the and more degenerate the bet is, the better. Be
2: okay, good. Right. Well, then, good, 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 good. Yeah, because there's yeah. like there's like normal ones, like who's gonna win Defensive Player of the Year, and then there's like weird shit about like, well, Baker Mayfield dance like after a touchdown or something like that, or if like how many things will this guy do? So there's, I mean, there's a, a massive page of prop bets, just insane prop bets, uh, futures bets. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Who's gonna win what division? Who's gonna win? goes down to the first half, the quarter. I mean, this this is the season, NFL season, to get it on the betting. So, yeah, as we said, plenty of free stuff. If Again, if you were a MyBookie subscriber already, if you were on there, if you had deposits, you would have known that you could have just won $22 today. So I think it's time to get on there. So MyBookie.ag. Promo code voices, double your first deposit, which again, you put $100 in, they put $200 in. You put $10,000 in, I don't know about that. They might not match $10,000. I'm sure there's a limit to the match, but any reasonable person's probably going to put X amount of money and they're going to double that. So you're going to be good to go. Sometimes you'll win free bets like that. You got college football, you got NFL, you got MLB odds, you got, N- you got NASCAR, Formula One, IndyCar. You can do all. You, all. It's all on there, as you said, blackjack, casino, horse racing, anything you want at mybookie.ag. Promo code VOICES. But, uh, yeah, now is the weekend to get in on, on that. So even if you're – I'm not a big NFL fan, but, I mean, football betting's the best if, if we're being honest, right?
1: Yeah, football betting's pretty good.
2: <laughs> it's like I don't – like, anytime – like, I, there's sports books that have opened up around me or whatever, and, like, I don't watch football, but, like, I sometimes a lot buddies buddies are like, hey, you want to come over to – you want to go to the book and, and, and bet football? And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I want to do it. So it's fun. Yeah. Basketball is like, yeah, it's a tough sport to do it on.
1: I, I hate betting basketball.
2: It's not it's not fun. Yeah, I I'll do futures bets on basketball. Like, oh, I think the Denver Nuggets are going to make it to the finals. Right? Th- like that's fine. But like game to game, who knows?
1: I'll bet the money line sometimes. I don't like betting the spread on basketball games because it often comes down to the the free throw shooting at the end, and that's not a proper reflection of the game score. You know what I mean? It's just weird. So uh, I, I don't mind picking a side, but uh, no, I I don't like betting spreads in college or, or MBA, um, you know, I, I like taking, uh, now I this is getting too deep in the weeds. This is uh
2: no, go for it.
1: Well, uh, in, in college basketball, I like looking for home underdogs. I like taking points at home in college basketball. So I'll, I'll look for that. And then the NBA, my strategy used to be teams on the back end of a back to back road schedule those rare back-to-back road games which i don't even know if the nba schedules many of those anymore because the players hated them
2: yeah very few very few
1: yeah they used to be more common in the uh early 2000s early 2010s and players would just dog it a lot of times in those in those uh back-to-back road games the, the you know the second game um, so, you know, if you're looking for any kind of edge, which in gambling, you always are, but other than that, I n- basketball is, I bet a lot of baseball. I bet a lot of football. I'll, i I've bet a lot of tennis. I've bet a lot of us open the last two weeks, but uh, basketball. Yeah. I tend to stay away.
2: It's tough. Yeah. I know there used to be this thing where, uh, uh for the Bulls, if, if they had to, uh, anytime they played on Saturday nights at home. And I, I, I think this eventually became like very well, you know, knowledge that everybody knew. Because they would start talking about it on national broadcasts or whatever. But there was a in time where I had buddies that were real degenerate uh, uh, gamblers and they would go nuts with road team comes to Chicago, plays on Saturday night. I mean, the Bulls were like 78 and 10 over like the even when they were not that good, they would still like just absolutely destroy people. Because people fly, a team would fly in on a Friday, enjoy their, their day in the city of Chicago. And then go to that game on Saturday and just absolutely get just pounded by the Bulls every single time.
1: Yeah, that's like the uh, I, I've I've heard that theory espoused with the uh, Las Vegas hockey team. You know. Oh yeah,
2: in. that seems like a great great one for that.
1: Yeah. So
2: right, maybe uh, maybe with Vegas football, we'll find out. We'll find out this year.
1: That's true too. Yeah.
2: Sunday Sunday in Vegas might be tough. You know, if I'm a te- if, dude, if I'm a head coach, we fly in. Saturday night (laughs) at midnight. Fuck, no, you can't even do that shit. I'd I'd fly in Sunday morning.
1: You know, it's harder now for athletes to to pull that shit off. Like, you know, in the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s, you know, the Jordan stories are legendary. You know, uh, playoff series against the Knicks just jaunting off to Atlantic City till 5 in the morning and then, um, you know, having to play the next night or whatnot. But it's a lot harder now with, you know, so just the way the world is, you can't, you know, people with cell phones, obviously, and everything, and, and it, it, it's a lot harder for athletes to to do that kind of shit. But uh, but yeah, they're they, you know, gambling. You you can get all kinds of wacky theories like that. Most of them are bullshit. Yeah. But anything that makes you feel better, you got to just feel yeah, money, confident
2: you know? to hit that button or call, make that call or whatever is all. you it's all you need. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then when you hit it feels good like you like you crack you,
2: you knew code. it You're like ah, I knew that I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you cracked right. the code. Right, yeah. Right. But you didn't crack any code. You just, you know, it's it's, a, it's just...
2: a random game with random things that happen and occasionally you get the randomness right. So. Right. Good for you. Uh anyway, wrestling. Uh Kevin Owens, we're listening reported by Fightful Select, that Kevin Owens's deal with WWE is set to expire this coming January. There was reports Uh, That many, many moons ago that he had agreed to a five-year deal, but apparently they did some restructuring last year to a lot of the deals, and Kevin Owens is one of those deals that is now set to expire this coming January. Uh, Wrestling Observer Figure Four Online followed up on the story and confirmed that Owens' deal is coming up in January, and then there's been a whole lot of stuff. Kevin Owens tweeting out the Mount Rushmore Uh, A coordinates, a little bit of a throwback to his his stable with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Uh, They're doing some weird Twitter stuff where Kevin Owens changed his location to almost there. And the Young Bucks changed their location to there and all this other really, uh, really silly stuff or whatever. But uh, Kevin Owens' deal is set to expire this coming January. Uh, And as you mentioned in the segment before, uh, you know, if you're one of those guys that's over in in WWE and you're seeing what's going on at AEW, how do you not kick the tires and and, and how do you not want to say, shit, I really want to be there? And I'm sure he's one of those.
1: He's a guy who I thought might never leave because, you know, he's, he's he just is. um, he, But I guess maybe his theory is he's made his money. He's undoubtedly a millionaire. Um, He's made his money and he's got to be in his 40s by now, right? Or close to it. Is he 40, 41 years old at this
2: Kevin point? Kevin Owens is. I was going to say, yeah, he's probably got to be at least late th- He's 37, so actually he's he's a little younger than I thought he was.
1: A little younger than I thought too, but he's pushing 40. He's made his money. All his pals are there. They look like they're having the time of their life. They work once a week. He's going to make comparable money. That's the other thing that it's like, (laughs) it used to be, even if you didn't want to necessarily be in WWE because of creative reasons or uh, whatever, it was the only place to make money that's not the case anymore you can make the same or even better money uh in AEW now so um when you factor all those things it's you know i, I it sure seems like he's going to be the next one to go and you know these guys watch the pay-per-views they watch the TV they they see the fun vibrant environment then they go out on Raw and SmackDown with these dead crowds on these bad shows. with, And they've got to cut these awful promos and nobody gets over. And it's sterile and it's just, uh, it's just plastic and sterile. And all the problems we've talked about with the WWE presentation. And it's, uh, you know, there's nothing organic about it. It's not fun for a performer. Unless, I guess, you're Seth Rollins who seems to be the only person in that company who loves his job and loves where he is and good for him, I guess him and Ricochet. Uh, but it's like, I, I can see where a guy like Kevin Owens, who felt like someone who would be a lifer there has had a change of heart. You know, why not go have fun with my pals, make similar money, if not the same money work once a week that gives him more time with his family, which he obviously values. Um, cause he's a family guy to an annoying oh, yeah, Oh, for sure. You know, it's borderline annoying how much of a family guy he is. It's like, all right, we get it. We see your kids. You know, he's one of these guys who's always pulling the pictures out of the wallet. Like, all right, guy, I get it. You got kids and you love them, <laughs> you know? it's He's one of those guys, you know? And it's, uh, you know, and, and, and again, you know, getting older and, uh, you know, maybe time to have some fun. So I, I totally understand it. Um, it, it. Now, he signed a five-year deal in 2018, but like you said, apparently there was some restructuring which makes sense cuz they were throwing all this money at everybody to keep them from AEW and then they changed course on that you know the, the good brothers were a great example gave them million dollar seven figure deals those two guys what was it 1.5 million over x amount of years or yeah, whatever yeah i think or? that was the
2: joke yeah the 1.5 yeah
1: and you know uh you know then they they end up cutting those guys and i guess now we know that there's been some restructuring of some other contracts uh, you know, behind closed doors to kind of get out from under over, because now the strategy is completely different. We're not going to uh, overpay everybody to stick around. And in fact, we're not even all that concerned if, if people leave. In fact, we're cutting a lot of these people who have some perceived value um, just to get money off the books now, because we're changing our talent strategy. So now maybe that will reverse again when they see what a difference all of these people are making when they go over across the dial, who knows. But um yeah, it sure looks like with all of the hinting he's doing online and whatnot. But again, Rich, you can never ever discount doing it for leverage. Absolutely.
2: No and and he should. And even if and honestly, if those guys are his friends, which which they are, and and he makes it abundantly clear, hey look guys, I kind of have a good gig here. I kinda wanna stay here. If those guys are his friends it's very, you know what I mean. Like to to tease, like they are too, is is the best thing that can possibly happen for Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. Yeah, is to have the Young Bucks say that they're Absolutely. interested, and, and when he comes to the table and has that meeting, even if he says, "Hey, look, guys, I, I trust me, I I want to stay here. They do this, this, and this for me." You know, I, I appreciate the offer, but I'm I'm good. But hey, can you tell me can you tell, you know, publicly that you really, really want, you know, to sign me or whatever? I mean that that's only beneficial to Owens and, and again, only beneficial in some ways to AEW. I mean, if he truly has his mind made up, yeah, that, that's just plain leverage.
1: He doesn't even have to be in cahoots with Khan. He could just be in cahoots with his buddies. Right, yeah, just text I him and say, hey, I'm staying, saying.
2: but can you just throw something on Twitter? and <laughs> I'll make a Mount yeah, Rushmore current you- thing and get everybody all worried. I mean, remember remember Randy Orton, of all fucking people, who was never in yeah, 10 yep. billion years going to leave, did that, that post where he's next to Tony Khan's office with his, you know, his finger and the dumb Randy Orton look on his face. And, God, he's, I forget what deal he signed, but it was just incredible. And you know, he said, well, you know, Vince, I was in Jacksonville last week, you know what I mean? Like, just
1: like. You know. The lip smacking. <laughs> just, I like the, right. the lip smacking you add into that. Because he,
2: he yeah. knew he would, right? He's chewing his gum, he's not making yeah. eye contact. Vince yeah. McMahon. Vince McMahon, do you know where I was? <laughs> Dude, you know, not that he would... Repeating the name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's such an Orton promo. <laughs> right. Yeah, he repeats the name. Absolutely. Yeah, he's been cutting that promo for 20 years <laughs> right. on TV. Yeah. Damien Priest.
2: Damien Priest. You
1: think that you. Yeah, I love it. It's the best. Yeah, he's going nowhere. But yeah, even he went on Twitter. And, no, yeah. he had to do
2: it you and point know, to it and get a big money. You know, what I mean, you got to do it. Got to do it.
1: The it. risk you run, though, if you're Kevin Owens and working an angle with your pals to drive up your money is is pissing the people off who want to resign you. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he's, he's deleted some stuff off of Twitter and whatnot. But again, I'm just saying that you can't discount the leverage game, you know. And, and, uh, but, uh, you know, maybe he, maybe he does feel like it's just a, a losing place to be now creatively. And if the money is available elsewhere and you could have fun, this is what I mean. I don't know how anyone in WWE watches that other show and doesn't think to themselves it would be so much better for me to be there you know and they have to hear from their friends uh all of the talk about you know how great the backstage uh environment is and you know we heard ruby soho talk about that and how did you see her post did you see her scrum i did ruby soho? yeah that's every, everybody was,
2: should watch that one everybody should watch that one
1: i mean if that doesn't tell you all you need to know and it's like you know she couldn't stop smiling. She even said herself, I've been smiling so much my face hurts. That was a quote out of her mouth. Just, you know, and that was her first day in, you know, and 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 just the difference in the environment that she noted. And um, you know, and, and these people, they're all friends with the people in the other company. And, you know, I'm sure they talk to them and tell them, My God, it's night and day. It's like it's, you know. So you hear these things, you know, you can make the same money, you could be with your pals. I mean, why not? You know, you're it's so, yeah, I mean, I, I, at this point, if you asked me last week, I would have said no way he would ever leave, but now I'm convinced he's going. I I think he's the next one. Yeah. So, uh, and he'll be another huge get and. I'll be honest. He's one of the people. He'd be really high on my list of people I'd like to see in AEW that are currently working for WWE. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody. I, there was a Q and A we had recently, and someone asked me, "Oh, you know, who's guy? Who are guys from WWE that you'd like to see uh, go to AEW?" And that list is shrinking a lot. I think, like, to me, honestly, at, at, at this point, Steen is one of them for sure. Kevin Steen. If Ricochet is still able to, I think he's still able to do what he could do right he's not a total idiot at this point right like
1: he, he listen he would have one. he would have disgustingly incredible matches I mean, ricochet
2: with, versus phoenix you know what I mean like
1: come on Phoenix and Dante Martin and Andrade and Pac and you know you go right down the line he'd have just stupid great matches with those guys the Bucks I mean so, yeah. I,
2: but the list is getting smaller of guys that, cause like, yeah, I'm at a point now where they, AW roster, I, I like it a lot. I think it's a very good roster at this point. I'm starting to get like, you know, yeah, there's, there's some guys here and there. There's a few dudes. But yeah, Owens is, is or, or Steen or whatever is, is, is very, very near the top of that
1: list. You know, I think, I don't know. I think, uh, um, a lot of people would get a badly needed fresh coat of paint and, um, I will disagree. I think it's it's. I think I have a pretty long list of people I'd like to see over there. I, the the, the fact of the matter is, anyone I enjoy watching wrestle, I'd rather see it. Yeah,
2: at its core, I agree. Yeah, when you put it at yeah. that level, Cedric Alexander Cesaro, you know, Chad Gable, Dakota Kai, yeah. like, yeah, yeah if anyway. we're talking like like anybody that that's that's yeah, a competent pro wrestler, I would I would probably much rather see them there. Yes, and
1: there's nothing anyone can do in in WWE that I enjoy. I mean, I just I the company is just completely non-entertaining to me so anyone I enjoy watching wrestle I'd rather see in AEW because you know they're gonna get an opportunity to perform in a way that they're not getting where they currently are so um you know there's people I wouldn't want to see there but I think I think that Tony Khan's list would probably be the same as ours (laughs) it might be pretty
2: similar yeah
1: yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like you wouldn't have to worry about you know like some of the homegrown's and people like that, and it's like you know it it it's whatever. Or or at this point, um, you know, like Seth Rollins is just such a geek at this point. Like I <laughs> yeah, I'm you know,
2: done with i with Seth. Yeah, I don't
1: you know that. what I mean. <laughs> like I don't have any interest in watching him in any company. Um, you know, I'd be you know what you know in a perverse way I'd like to see Edge. Only because I'd I'd like to see if Edge could move business in (laughs) AEW, and that would be really rubbing the dog's nose in the shit, wouldn't it? Yeah, like, oh, wait, hold on.
2: Now he's ruined business. Now he's got ratings up. Yeah.
1: And he pops a big number, you know, because it's become a meme how poor he is at that. I mean, he has the opposite effect. But um, but what I don't want to see is Edge's dramatic fucking high school theater promos and 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 shit like that. And I think, you know, <laughs> Edge Edge just has bad habits I never thought he had before. Like, just he came back and all of a sudden he wants to be like master thespian, and and it's just it, he's he's one of my least favorite people in oh, that. Of course, yeah,
2: you know? he's he's immediate go away heat for me at this point.
1: Yeah, his promo like every feud is just the most dramatic. Uh, life-altering, fucking, feud. like everything is life or death, and it's like, turn it down. Maybe go to this
2: place that I don't want to go. <laughs> You've gone yeah. there like ten times, dude.
1: Yeah, turn it down a notch. Like if everything <laughs> is this big, nothing's big, you know. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Kevin's Kevin Owens won't be the last uh, to be rumored. There's some people just low, you know, lying low beneath the surface, ready to go. I'm sure when NXT completely switches over to their new format and they make another round of cuts or another round of contracts running out, a lot of those guys and girls uh, will will want to make their way over. Um, yeah, at some point you're going to hit budgets. You, you you really can't sign everyone, but when someone like Kevin Owens becomes available, yeah, you make you'll, room. you'll
2: make room. You'll make room
1: you, for Kevin. Owens. Yeah, th- th- we talked about this. Punk and Danielson. Like some people come available, you rip the budget. You tell Chris Harrington to to, to get his nose yeah. back on the spreadsheet <laughs> yeah. and figure it run out. Run those
2: numbers again, Chris.
1: Yeah, <laughs> most, you just have run to the do numbers it. Again. You, you're never going to let something like that prevent you from bringing in a game changer or yeah. a difference maker. I guess game changer is too strong of a term sometimes, but a difference maker, you know, you, you never let something stop that. They, you know, Khan addressed that at the media call. Uh, you know, someone asked him, something about is the roster full or when is the roster full? And he's like, well, it's not. If someone becomes available, that's useful. We're going to try to go get them. And that's the right way to approach it. You know, I even said top and bottom of the roster, you know, and and, and that's true too. You can't, you got to have people to fill all roles too. You know, 2.0. I mean, look, how great have those guys been? Right. And
2: you would have never in a million years have thought that 2.0 would come and be like, yeah, as, as, as useful as they've been. But I, I'm, I I'm like super them. impressed. And,
1: and I liked them and I didn't think they'd be that incredible, you know. Uh you know, and it's it's so you, you gotta keep your eyes open, you know, the the top and the bottom. And these are all these are all things that Khan at the presser, too. So um, yeah, yeah. Owens won't be the last person we talk about like this on the show, no, no no doubt about it. Especially if they're serious about their new talent strategy and creating it from within. They signed Gable Stevenson, which You know, honestly, we don't even have that on the run sheet. And it is a big story that WWE signed him. But the fact of the matter is, and I'm sure you feel similar to me, I can't be excited about that. Even if he is a a, a blue chip prospect who can't miss. And I've heard some people talk about his lack of charisma. That's not fair to judge a guy who walked out in front of a crowd for 30 seconds for the first time in his life. And say that he lacks charisma. Now, I get he doesn't have, you know, and and you know, some of his real life uh, uh, interviews and stuff. He doesn't look like a guy who might be particularly charismatic in a promo environment. But can we let the guy get trained first? Yeah, let's let's maybe it?
2: yeah, let's not. Yeah, charisma? Yeah, the, the cast has not died yet. We we got some time here, so
1: you know, so you know, Kurt Angle wasn't exactly the most charismatic guy early on either, and he ended up being extremely charismatic in his career uh, for the Easy Comp. But uh, but he was a prodigy, you know, bell to bell instantly. But my my point here is I can't be excited about WWE signing him because I can't be excited about WWE signing anyone because I know what the what it's going to look like when the guy gets called, And it's just shit. I mean, both shows are shit. All three, if you want to throw NXT in there. So, why would I be excited about anyone?
2: Right. He's a can't miss, but we've had like 30 can't misses get fucked up over the last decade. So, it's (laughs)
1: even if he is, they're not going to do anything with him that I'm interested in. Yeah. What's he going to be in a is he going to be in an odd couple tag team? Is he going to, you know, like he's going to do one of the six storylines that they have. He's
2: going to beat up, he's going to break someone's car. He's going to be in an odd couple tag team. He's going to, yeah.
1: He's gonna lose in six seconds because uh, they're telling a story. Like I, like how can I be excited about that? It's like when they sign Ben Carter or when they sign, uh, you know, a, a free agent. Like I, I'm never excited. I'm disappointed because I'm like, all right, well that's it for Ben Carter. I, you know, all my excitement for him is is gone because he's there. So, no, I'm not excited about Stevenson signing. And, and, you know, they're doing this now where they're going after the college athletes. And you see this thing with the uh, name image licensing that they're doing with the college athletes Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, is smart if those are the the, kind of people they're going after. But, again, once the fucking meal is made and these guys are ready and they're on the roster, it, it all goes out the window. Because the way that their shows are structured and the way that they present their product, I can't be excited about anyone. But good for them, because if not, this is just making life easier for for AEW. You know, if, if they're not going to compete for the same talent anymore, so at least you know. Now, look, I think people are under this false impression that they're never going to sign indie wrestlers again. I don't think that's true. I, I, I you know, they're still going to go after the occasional indie wrestler or free agent wrestler if they think they have value. I don't think this is like a zero sum thing where it's just. You know, but but there's a clear shift. And man, if you're Tony Khan, you just gotta be like you you gotta do a shoulder shrug and say, Can you make this any easier for me? You know, everyone wants to come here anyway, but now you're like eliminating the choice, like right. you're just telling people I'm the only option. Yeah, I'll
2: sign all the wrestlers and you go sign your college basketball players or whatever.
1: Which, which is also, yeah. by the way, gives Tony Khan a ton of leverage with talent this kind of takes away some of the leverage we've been talking about for the last two years, because if WWE doesn't, it has no interest in Lee Moriarty. Well, then Lee Moriarty is, is a uh, Tony Khan has Lee Moriarty. I'm just using that as an example. Um, I'm not, he, ju- I know he just signed and I haven't, I know nothing. Maybe I should use a different example, but if, if, if Tony Khan wants to bring in uh, um fucking name, an indie wrestler, Rich, just fucking name uh, Ben Lander.
2: Ben Lander.
1: Yeah. So, if he wants to bring in or Buddy Wayne's son or something, Nick, or Wayne. He one one of of Nick Wayne, he wants to sign
2: Nick Wayne. He wants to sign 16 year old Nick Wayne.
1: Why can we not think of a good example? If he wants to sign
2: Chris Dickinson, go with Chris Dickinson.
1: Oh, yeah, perfect. If he wants to sign Chris Dickinson and WWE doesn't have interest in Chris Dickinson anymore, well, now uh, some of this, these, this leverage that we've been touting isn't there anymore, right? So, uh, this is like bad for wrestlers that WWE is taking this tact. And trying to, you know, grab athletes fresh out of college as opposed to, you know, just signing the best wrestlers available. So, um, anyway, that's my take on uh, on Gable Stevenson.
2: It's apparently, I, I, I guess I just learned this week, it's Gable Stevenson. I always called him Stevenson. Did you know that either? Stevenson too. There's no "n" in there. No, it's Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've been wrong for as long as he's been in the news. I've called him Stevenson.
1: Well, I just said a woman. No one pointed that out,
2: which is interesting, because we'll we'll say some like you know random fucking t two, you know two a w wrestler wrong, and someone will say, ah, it's actually this is how you pronounce it. But I say Gable Stevenson for an entire show, and nobody cares. But uh, yeah, it's Stevenson.
1: Well, citizen, you know, so. I killed a woman earlier, so we're
2: yeah, you killed Kathy Dingman, so I guess that's yeah, we're
1: we're, on a roll
2: here. We're we're doing well. All right, let's uh <clears throat> let's continue this roll here. Let's go over to New Japan Pro Wrestling Company Joe, that is definitely on a roll because uh, they uh back you to that, New Japan. that you no, just <laughs> they stink. What do you want me you to say? What do you want me to say? I don't know. I don't hate them. It's just I don't know. I watch these shows and it's just I don't know. Like nobody makes any noise. Nothing really happens. G1's coming, hopefully, I don't know.
1: There was some good stuff on these Wrestle uh, Grand was Slams. Good.
2: People clapped very quickly and loudly for Shingo Takagi. So you are great.
1: just, you are, you're sassy. You
2: are <laughs> I sassy. Just, what do you want me to Not say? To I don't know. What to, this is the thing with this company. I don't know what to say about it anymore.
1: I got some thoughts on well, give some of
2: these thoughts. All right, night one. Let's talk about night one of these Wrestle Grand yeah. Slams. Back-to-back nights uh, in the MetLife Dome. Uh, the very cavernous MetLife Dome, night one. You could hear raindrops hitting the roof, which is always a great aesthetic for a wrestling show. Where Kevin Kelly has to say, uh, "That noise you're hearing is not the fans. That's rain hitting this roof of the MetLife Dome." Which is like, "Oh, great, cool."
1: Poor Kevin Kelly. <laughs> that's how I
2: friend. know. That's how I know it's a great show is when you can hear rain hitting the roof of a of a building. But uh...
1: Kevin Kelly in his in his den with the Joe Lanza mic, trying his best. <laughs> <you> <laughs> he's got.
2: He's got to get that figured out for sure. Yeah. Uh, you Kevin sound Kelly. a lot better than Kevin Kelly, so hopefully you can get that figured out. Uh, well, G one is not going to matter; he's going to be alive in, in in the flesh during G one, so it'll be fine.
1: Why doesn't Bushi Road send these men some professional equipment so they can broadcast their shit? I mean, I don't understand the problem here. Yeah. Why is it Kevin Kelly's responsibility to get on upgrade- Zoom?
2: Get on Zoom with Chris Charlton and and buy a microphone. And this yeah, is I- a
1: gigantic publicly traded Japanese company; they can't send this man a fucking three hundred dollar microphone. I don't understand the problem here.
2: Your guess is as good as mine, but yeah, it was it was bad on these two shows. This is the worst it's ever been. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was connection issue, miking issue, uh connect. You know, he's on Zoom apparently. I don't know what the hell's going well, here's on. Here's the thing:
1: you can just listen to the Japanese feed.
2: That's yeah. I, I'm. I think I'm going to do that moving forward. I've I've always tried to give. Uh, preferential treatment to like the English feed because it's a lot of, you know, for, in some cases it's easier to watch. You can well, look Kelly away for a little bit. Kelly,
1: Kelly and Charlton do a tremendous job. Yeah,
2: exactly. So they do a good job. You can look away for a little bit. and, and Whereas the Japanese feed, I feel like I kind of have to pay attention a little bit more. I mean, you can get the cadence. You can get all that sort of stuff. But yeah, for for moving forward and maybe during G1, I think, I think I'm going to go back to the Japanese feed. To uh, uh, I've heard people say that even the shows sound a little, like you get a little bit more into the shows with the Japanese feed than you do from, you know, a guy on a microphone, you know, thousands of miles away uh, trying to
1: uh, yeah I don't know I don't buy. I, I'm a sound down guy I, I am firmly a sound down guy I put the sound down to like three or four on my TV where you could just barely hear it and your brain replaces the pops I know it sounds crazy but it, it's, it's 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 how I generally do it now the problem with these shows is these buildings were so fucking empty I mean there were like 2,000 people in a fucking dome for these shows it just looked dire yeah, like, and, so,
2: like usually they can pull off the Tokyo Dome thing where, you know, maybe it's a little darker in the uh, background or yeah. whatever. This one was just like, guys would come out and it was just like, 90% of this arena was empty. It was all lit and then there was just like a couple, you know, like a thousand people sitting in chairs around the ring. It, it looks, not it a looks good, really bad. not a good aesthetic. I get it. Before people get, there, I understand what they're doing. I understand. I, I know the business aspect of it. I'm just analyzing and it. We agree with it. Yes, I agree. They should run domes every single night if they could do it. You know what I mean?
1: Well, here's the thing: not if they're going to sell 2,000 tickets. Yeah that
2: that I don't know. Yeah, depending on what they got the the dome for, but uh, yeah, that's um, hmm, I don't know.
1: You know that that's you know it, it was one thing where they're where they're doing the max and it's five thousand and it's like okay, where else are you going to sell five thousand tickets? Right? It makes sense. But now – but I I, I think – and maybe someone in the chat could help. I think the situation here was this is a particularly bad COVID – what do they call their states? Prefectures or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like so – there was something additional with this uh, on top of the usual COVID problems. So, But, yeah, they, the aesthetic was really bad on these shows. And it was uh, – it makes it a challenge. I'm not as – Critical as Rich is, Rich is just completely checked out, and I get it. I get it. I understand. But um, there was some stuff that I really enjoyed on these shows. So, uh, so
2: I'm going to start with the the. the t- or do you want me to run down the entire card? Or how do you want to how do you want to do this thing? Go back <laughs> yeah, to I front or
1: like, start night one with match one? Let's all right. Fucking let's do, do that. It, so, did you watch you know?
2: the uh, did you watch the pre show stardom? Uh, uh... I did. You did. Oh yeah. What did you think of that one?
1: This was uh, Momo Watanabe, who I constantly hear about on Twitter. Momo, Momo this, Momo that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Uh, Saya Saya Kamatani, yep, and uh, they beat Lady C and Maika. I have to say that Kelly really did his homework here, so good job out of him. Always does his homework, but uh, the commentators did their homework on this and they filled the listener like someone like me who doesn't watch stardom. No, I know nothing about any of these people, and they gave you a good feel for who they are and what was going on, and you know, so they did a good job from that perspective. So, um, and then they had a match.
2: Uh, then we had a uh, flying tiger, Robbie Eagles, and Tiger Mask defeating uh, Lij. I, I did not see that match, so I cannot. For the record, I only saw the final what two
1: the, matches. What the point. start of match?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it was a, I don't know. Nice little two and a half star match. I don't know. <laughs> was it? Why are you doing that? You're, I'm not. You're I'm trying. I try, I try to move here. on. No, I try you're, to move. You're on. snickering. You're you're snickering, you're trying to make me the heel I'm because you know the how heel. the Joshi fans are. No. Yeah, This is what you're doing. I, I am hip to your game. What do you want me to say? It was a nice little match. I don't even think <laughs> I
2: tried to move on. I'm talking Flying Tiger, man.
1: I don't even think the stardom fans thought it was anything special. Yeah, that's what I saw. No.
2: I I think a lot of people agree that it wasn't that big of a deal. So uh Flying Tiger, Robbie Eagles, and Tiger Mass defeating Bushi and Hiromu.
1: Listen, am I seeking out Momo tapes? I'm not, but I'm just saying it was, you know, it was fine. You no. Know? What was the next match?
2: Uh Flying Tiger versus uh Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi.
1: Yeah, so Robbie Eagles and Hiromu were obviously wrestling the next night. So that was a setup for this, and Eagles came out on top here. And then as we said they should do, and as we said what we thought they would do, he ended up beating Hiromu the next night, but we'll get to that. But, yeah, nice little tag. I mean, they all work hard. Robbie Eagles always works hard. Uh, Tiger Mask for an old guy, always he doesn't have to work hard, but he does. And you're never going to get a half effort from Hiromu or Bushi. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice little undercard tag. Now, see, I said both of these matches were nice little undercard tags, but you watch what we get.
2: <laughs> right.
1: And I right. gave them both the same review.
2: You're definitely going to start getting match the best of the, the match recommendations.
1: Yeah. The this links. One was... and
2: the, yeah, you'll, you'll get that stuff. So, anyway.
1: The New Japan match was a little better. A little better.
2: Then we went to the Rapungi 3K grudge match that we've all been waiting for. A month for Show defeating Yo by referee's decision. And then what we all wanted, Show has joined the Bullet Club.
0: Mm,
2: He's got purple hair now, and he is in the new uh, sub. Uh, also, a thing we needed, a sub unit to the Bullet Club, the House of Torture, Joe.
1: House of Torture. Tell me right.
2: about the House of Torture.
1: Sounds like a place in Houston. I used to take my ex when we uh, (laughs) were getting crazy on Saturday nights. Um,
2: (laughs) It is Yujiro Takahashi, Evil, Dick Togo, and Show.
1: So we did have a big write-up behind the paywall. All the backstory on how the House of Torture came to be. So you can get details there. $5 tier. Um... But in the Cliff Notes version, this was um, Dick Togo's idea. And it's a way to continue to to push Evil as a top-line main eventer. So that's not going to stop. And the idea is if Evil has his own sub-faction of dudes, it makes him come across like a bigger star. And obviously the long-term, which anyone can figure out, would be the evil Jay White feud that they've been teasing, but the pandemic has been getting in the way of. This is an easy way to get to that when they decide to pull the trigger on that. So that will probably be the big Jay White face turn. I mean, you know, because evil's not going babyface. So you could look at it from that perspective if you find this annoying, and it is going to be a cheating, sub-stable, heavy. Perhaps the heaviest cheating we've seen is what we're going to get out of this. Uh, The directive is... Uh, non-stop heat from everybody in the group. And in fact, they have a direct directive to not focus on in-ring work and totally focus on heat and storytelling, uh, this group. And they're going to establish it during the G1 tour. Rich, if you remember when uh, Jay White had that, dreadful g1 <sighs> where it was all interference yeah. and and bad luck folly had that g1 where he was establishing they like to hammer things home sometimes on the g1 tours because they know it has the most eyes this is going to be one of those things so uh torture device oh house of torture
2: house of torture yes
1: is going to a, a heavy accompaniment of evil at ringside and i'm wondering because they like to keep the crews limited on the tours if that might curtail this at least a little bit if they don't want a lot of extra people in the bill, we'll have to see. But the idea is there'll be heavy ringside presence from these guys during Evil's G1 matches, so you know what those matches are gonna look like. Yeah. Um, and the other big thing here is show is set for a push. So that's another silver lining. Um, is just there to be a body, and Togo's obviously just there to choke people with the wire. So uh, but but show is in line for a push. And then eventually, down the line, if the pandemic ever ends, this will set up, you know, the 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 you know similar to when the elite had their sub-faction inside of the Bullet Club. It's the same deal here, except this one is a device to uh, keep pushing evil as a pushing him harder, actually, than ever as a uh, as a top guy. moving right.
2: forward. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm not uh, enthused by New Japan right now. Um,
1: More details behind the paywall. Yeah. So,
2: is this what you would have done with Show?
1: Um, I don't even think this is what Show would have done with Show, but Show just wants the singles push. Yeah, so. I, I get
2: it. I get it. Yeah, it's uh, it's, hey, it's it's weird. Show
1: and Yo, by the way, both wanted to be singles for a while, from what we understand. So they're both happy. Um, they're just both happy to be singles at this point. They were as tired of that team. Yeah, as they were
2: probably, probably bored else. of winning the Super Junior Tag League as much as we were. So,
1: well, these are guys in their thirties now who want to make some fucking money. Yeah, yeah. And let's go. The let's way go. Way to do yeah. that is to be a singles star. So you know they're going to give it a go and. They were going to agree to anything. I think a lot of people thought Yo was going to be the heel. They decided to do the opposite. I think they see more in Show, um, because I think if they saw more in Yo, he would have got the spot. But um, they I think I think they find Show to be more marketable. I think he has more of a New Japan style look, top guy look. Would you agree with that? He's kind of a
2: certainly yeah 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 no, he's good definitely. looking
1: in the he's good looking in the ways that they think people are good
2: looking right right he's got a more projectable sense. star look to him yeah for sure
1: yeah like he's more handsome in that way i'm not saying yo is an ugly guy he's got a better body he's a little yeah so i i can understand why they would prefer I, and i feel like i feel like show is going to get an honest chance to get pushed and become a star and i really feel like yo I, I feel like he's just going to be a guy on the roster moving forward. You know, a mid Carter who gets treated okay. Um, he'll probably win the junior title a couple times. And I, I just don't project Yo as any kind of top guy, even in the junior division. I don't know where you stand.
2: Though. Yeah, and I'm kind of the same with you. And I, I did not love that he was wearing uh, basketball shorts with tights underneath them as, as, his, as his singles gear. I was just like, oh, no, that's not good. That's and, um, I would say
1: give them both time to kind of.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think Show definitely is a more projectable star, uh, moving forward. It's just yeah, I, I, right now I'm just not as enthused about him being in the House of Torture, uh, part of that and being you know, but we'll, we'll see what ends up going on. It just
1: here's all you need to know about Show. They kind of let him go 50-50 with Shingo in a feud.
2: Yeah, right, right, right. They, they obviously think highly so, of him, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, so you know, they, they didn't do that with Yo. You know, Yo didn't have a feud with with Will Ospreay and like you know what i mean like they they did that with show and they let him be competitive with a guy who is now their world champion so um th- this will be a vehicle to push him but here's the thing you're gonna get the same shit in his matches that you're getting in evil's match
2: right which which will yeah will, will, will be a drain on me and I, I think several other people as well and a drain we'll, we'll talk about it with night two it was also a drain on, on one of the matches then uh as well so
1: and they and this match had that i mean it was very overbooked at the end but i'll be honest i i liked this more than i think a lot of people did i i didn't hate this match to show in yo match i mean i don't know I, is that a hot take i don't even know I,
2: yeah I i'm know not i'm that. not sure anymore yeah i'm not sure i think more more of the complaints i saw were was with the match lengths uh, as usual with new japan shows this yeah. one went 24 minutes um the next match that we're going to talk about here king of pro wrestling uh, title, I Quit Match, Toru Yano Chase Owens, 28 minutes and three seconds. You want, I, the
1: hot, you want the hottest take of all? Yeah,
2: I did not watch this thing. So
1: I, I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> Everyone else on Earth hated it. Um Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't like it. Let me be clear. But this, to me, felt like every plunder match I see in every company during the pandemic. I, I, I don't see why this particular match is getting the level of vitriol that it's getting when this wasn't any different than your standard WWE 25-minute plunder match that they do with ladders and tables. And again, I didn't like it. I'm not endorsing the match. I'm not saying, hey, Rich, go watch Chase Owens and Yano. Don't worry. I I wouldn't do it
2: anyway. I wouldn't do it anyway. But but continue to sell. Continue to sell
1: all I'm saying is, I don't, everyone's acting like this was the worst thing they've ever seen. And I, I, I don't agree with that. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a two and a half star match. So if that, and I think that qualifies as a hot take for this thing, by the way, people talk. Yeah. About I think that. it's, it's
2: gotten like some dreadful ratings I've seen on other places. So yeah, calling it okay or acceptable is, is, is is a pretty hot take. So yeah. Um, and Yano,
1: Yano wins with the, uh, with the hand, he handcuffed him and then threatened to like stab his eye out with it. That's a pretty nasty finish, honestly. He he threatened to fucking like rip his eye out with the scissors, and yeah, and Owens was like, "No, fuck that, I quit." That's like, in a perverse way. That's like, that's, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even want to say it. I was gonna say it's like. uh <laughs> It's like the Tully Blanchard, I quit finish with the fucking table leg. I mean, it's it's kind of similar, except it was with a pair of scissors. But, you know, it's Chase Owens and Yano, and no
2: one cares about them. That's the difference. So yeah, Yano People gets the – cared about uh, Magnum and Tully. Yeah, they yeah the, the crowd a little yeah. hotter for for Magnum and Tully. But, uh, yeah, King of Pro Wrestling title moves on uh, – or moves to uh, Tor- back to Toru Yano here, uh, defeating yeah. Chase Owens. Okay, now I watched the last two matches here, so I can jump in. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Okada. Jeff Cobb defeats – Uh, Okada in 27 minutes and 41 seconds I thought this was really really good Uh, Really good back and forth actions These two guys Okada looked I I think the healthiest he's looked In a long time and Cobb man That dude is just he's got it he's just figured It out he knows how to be The wrestler that we've all kind of thought he Could be we all we all wondered what Cobb Was and what Cobb could be and what the best Version of a Jeff Cobb was and he's there Right now man and I cannot wait to see him throughout This G1 as well because he's got it he understands his character. He understands his power. He understands how to wrestle, and it's it's enjoyable wrestling with him right now.
1: When are they facing each other in the G One? They
2: are. Well, we are going to go over that in a minute, but let me uh, let me double check to see exactly when that will be. Because...
1: Is that a, is that a last? Is that last night?
2: Because so okay, as... the last. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we talk about it. This G One is a little. They are on the last night though.
1: Okay, here's because when I watched this match, and I agree with you, it was a really good match. Although it was the second match barely edged out by the main event for best match on the show. I like the main event a little more, but this was a solid match. I'd go like three and a half, three and three quarters, somewhere in that neighborhood. Cobb is just so improved. I mean, he's a guy who I look forward to watching now uh, every time out. Okada is in phenomenal shape. Did you take note of that? Oh, I,
2: I, I, I think he's... I said it. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. yeah, he looks better than he's looked in in, in, in two, two plus years.
1: I mean, he has slimmed out. He, he, you know, he's he looked. He's just in phenomenal shape. He's ready for the G1 physically, um, knowing what kind of a grind that is on your body. But when I when Cobb won, my first thought was, okay, Okada's beating him on the last night of the G1, and it looks like that's exactly how they have it laid out. Correct?
2: Ah, uh, yes, yeah, final night.
1: Yeah, so that's your typical pre. They always do a couple of these right before the G1. You know, you get an outcome, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that other guy is getting the win back in the G1 in the bigger spot. And that's exactly what this was. But it's still a great win for Cobb.
2: Uh, And then you had your main event, uh, which I I agree with you, was probably my match of the night. Uh, Very close, though. I thought both these matches were pretty damn good. Uh, U.S. title match here, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kotobushi. A very emotional match. As the bell's about to ring, Kotobushi's just bawling his eyes out. So
1: Yeah, what's with that?
2: Uh people said that the, the, the health scare got him or so I cause he had a I mean he was having a lot of issues. He had the issue with the vaccine, he had an issue with this, he had an issue with that. So I think it was just the emotions of getting in the ring again and, 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 and being in the main I don't know what it was, but it was it was wild. Uh, and they had a very good match. I mean, it's, it's Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kotobushi for 17 minutes. I mean, it was exactly what you would expect it would be. But I, I thought really good action between those two guys. Uh, Tanahashi does end up surviving and retaining the title. And then he's bawling his eyes out a day afterwards, too. So I don't know what the fuck was going on. Maybe, maybe Bushi was way sicker than we all thought or something. I don't know. He looked fine. Like, he didn't look like he had lost any step or he was he was, he was basically Kotobushi that we're all used to. But, yeah, it was a weird emotional match where everyone's just crying all the time during it. So...
1: Well, he had lobbied the whole time to wrestle all of those matches that they pulled him from. So, But he's also a fucking weirdo and a maniac. So he may not have been healthy and the doctors wouldn't let him wrestle. And if the doctors aren't letting you wrestle in Japan where it's expected that you just wrestle through shit, then that is really saying something. So maybe it did mean a lot to him to get back because he really didn't want to miss all those other matches. So maybe that was it. Overcome with emotion. But it was a really good match. One notable thing about this match is I thought the grappling in the early going, which there's nothing I hate more than perfunctory, meaningless, lazy, we're going to grapple for six minutes because that's just what you do when you start a match kind of grappling. I just say skip it and get into the meat of the match and tell your story. The grappling in the first five to eight minutes of this match was – uh. It looked competitive. It looked, um, it, it looked like they were uh, – it, it looked like – it was grappling where they really looked like they were wrestling each other as opposed to handing each other limbs. and. Just, right,
2: right. There was always a struggle the entire time. A it's struggle. Always, yeah, a, a guy's always trying to get out of it, get to the ropes, yeah. figure it. Yeah, there's always a push and a pull, uh, which is nice versus the I'm laying you it in and the other guy's just kind of laying on the mat for a little bit until it's yeah. his time to get up and try to get out of it. Yeah, no, I, I'm right with you on that.
1: So I thought the entire 17-minute match from bell to bell. And how about a 17-minute main event? I ah,
2: fuck, man. More of these. More of these, please. I loved it.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I went four stars flat. Um, you know, even with the, the atmosphere issues, I don't think it's as good as something they can do in, say, a G1. But, um, yeah, you know, I don't think they were really going for that. I mean, guys really stepping up in the G1 and try to have classic matches. But this was worthy of the main event slot, and I thought it was a a really really solid match, a very mm-hmm.
0: good
2: match. Yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's again, it's one of those that you just you wish so badly there was crowds again because like there was a few spots where like I, I think there was one where he he did like um <clears throat> some sort of like, it was like a dragon or, or, or a dragon suplex or something like that out of it, then a one you know one count kick out or whatever, and it was like fuck man, this is like. It was just like awesome stuff. You know what I mean? It's just it, you get, yeah. You're just like, man, like, God, I wish crowds were back again in, in Japan. But uh, despite all that, it, it's still pretty solid. Still pretty solid stuff here. So uh, night two, I only saw the main event. So I'll, I'll run you through uh, everything else on night two. Uh, did you, you watched everything from night two, right? So you saw the stardom opener uh, through everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was this one? So it was, it was Momon Watanabe and, and, and Kamatani again, uh, but it's against Julia and Siri were, were in the, in the opener here. So what'd you think of Julia and Siri?
1: Yeah, and the Momo and, and Kamatani team lost this time. Yes, correct. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was fine.
2: Uh, United Empire, Great Okan and Jeff Cobb defeat Okada and Tomohiro Ishii.
1: Um, yeah, again, you know, Cobb is just getting too much of the upper hand on Okada here. You know what I mean? So it's like, they're really telegraphing that, but... um. That, that's kind of was the story of this one. I don't have any, I have no notes on the, on the work or the match itself. It, it was exactly what it looks like on paper. Um, you know, a, 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 a good, solid tag team match between, um, you know, four guys that I like watching.
2: Yeah. All guys kind of setting up a uh, future matchups most likely for the, uh, for yeah. the G1 and stuff. So uh, then we'll move on to our next match here. Junior tag team titles was El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanamoro defeating El Phantasmo and Taiji Ishimori to win the junior heavyweight tag team titles. This, I believe, is their fourth time as champions. Uh, Plenty for for these guys. They've had long reigns. They've had short reigns. This is their fourth reign. Now, what do you think of... uh, Despy and Kenamoro versus Phantasmo and Taiji Shimori.
1: Yeah, so Phantasmo's loaded boot backfiring, Despy with the fist, the hand, and then selling the hand later in the show when he came out to challenge Robbie Eagles. He still had the ice on the hand from the from the finish and everything, which was really cool. Uh yeah, I I I, I enjoyed this uh more than the the next match we're gonna talk about with the heavyweight tag teams. So um and 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 you know, some some clever booking um at the finish as well.
2: Uh, So then we had, uh, moving on now, the IWGP tag team title three-way match. Uh, Dangerous Techers retain the titles. They defeat Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, as well as the team of Sonata and Naito.
1: I don't know. I just, I didn't give a shit, and I just watched it with glazed over eyes, and I don't, I don't know. I'm not the right person to review this. I just don't care about any of these people in this context, yeah, 26
2: but, minutes for a triple threat of three I'm teams I don't care it. about. Yeah. is going to be tough. So
1: I, I, you know, I just, I don't care who wins. I just, you know, uh, is a nice little diversion for Naito while, you know, before the G one to do a little quickie title run and, and, and tag title run and all that. But, um, you know, I, th- this tag heavyweight tag division is just not interesting to me at all um you know i know how other people felt when during other eras of this title where they just could not get into any of it and it's like believe me and then those weren't great either but i just have no use for any of this or any of these teams i'm sick of it making it a three-way didn't help my honestly i i I liked the last um match between tecker's and Sonata and Naito, the best out of this entire string. This one, I just, I'm burnt out on it and I don't care. And I don't have any other thoughts. So,
2: uh, then we'll go to a match that I wanted to fit in, but uh, unfortunately, I started watching it before we recorded here, but I didn't end up finishing it. Uh, junior heavyweight title match here. Robbie Eagles defeating Hiromu Takashi. A little bit of a surprise to some people uh, that Robbie Eagles retains uh, the junior heavyweight title. what do you think of the match and what do you think of Robbie Eagles retaining the title?
1: No, that's the right call. We talked about it. Um, in the lead up. That yeah, I, I,
2: I 100% agree. agree. It establishes Robbie Eagles in a way that I think you need to establish him moving forward.
1: Yeah, Robbie Eagles is starting to feel like a bigger deal now too. It's, he's not, it doesn't feel like he's just, oh, a COVID champion or a, you know, uh, Hiromu's been hurt kind of. No, because I feel like they're just redoing the story they were going to do before the world fell apart with these two guys is what they're doing. And I think that that it was very clear that they were going to push Robbie Eagles a year and a half ago or whatever. Um, before everything um, happened with 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 the pandemic, um, and and it just you know, and now they're just they're doing it now. So I, I thought he would win. I thought he should win. The only issue is it makes Best of the Super Juniors very predictable because now Hiromu is obviously going to win that tournament, and then probably beat Eagles for the title at Wrestle Kingdom or something on one of the ninth, on one of the nineteen Wrestle Kingdom shows. Maybe it could headline Wrestle Kingdom and Bipu. And they could put uh, Robbie Eagles and Hiromu on top on uh, on Wrestle King. What, what year is Wrestle King? What number is Wrestle King?
2: Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, it would be, oh man, I think am I f- 15 or do we pass 15? It's all been a blur. <laughs> maybe, oh, it's Wrestle, Wrestle, maybe it's 16. Maybe Wrestle it's 16. Kingdom,
1: Wrestle Kingdom 16, Night 7 in Bipu. We could headline that with Hiromu versus uh, uh, Robbie Eagles for the junior title. And that's where Hiromu will win it. But yeah. From that aspect, it makes Super Juniors uh, way more predictable. So some 15. people might not like it. Wrestle
2: Kingdom, 15. Joke.
1: All right. So I'm not telling the joke again with the f- corrected number. <laughs> right. Um, it wasn't formidable. that great of a joke to begin with, honestly. It really wasn't, so but it works. Don't make it. me repeat it. But, uh, but yeah, so it makes Best of Super Junior predictable. No, it is so going to be
2: 16. I'm sorry 15 was this year. Oh, for sorry. God's sake. It will be 16. Original joke works.
1: Got to get a new producer in here. Um. So which Rich would agree to in an instant. Yes. Great um, idea. But but uh but yeah, no, really good match though. I think neck and neck with Tanahashi and Abushi for the best match on these two shows. So um yeah, I thought the match kicked ass. I think Robbie Eagles is an excellent, excellent worker. Tried to tell people when I was watching his Australian stuff that this guy was was gonna work out in New Japan and he was right up their alley. He always works with such a great sense of psychology. He doesn't he always tells a story in his match. Oh, for he, every sure, time. yeah.
2: That is one thing I really love about RV Eagles. Is any nothing is is worthless in, in his yeah. matches. They're all there's all a purpose and a reason to everything that he does. And he's not because he's not a spotty guy. You know what I mean? He's not a spot dude. He's just a pro wrestler. He's a wrestler's wrestler. He just yeah, wrestles he's a pro matches. Yeah, he wrestles matches. You know,
1: he's a pro wrestler who can do spots. Is what he is. Yeah, that's what he is. He's not a guy doing spots. Right. You you nail that's that's the perfect description. And um. You know, obviously, uh, a lot of stuff. He always, his matches are often built around it because of the Ron Miller special, built around the legs and whatnot. And, um, you know, this is another guy who you knew they liked right off the bat because his first night in Cork and Hall, he tapped out Jushin Thunderliger. You know, and that's all you need to know. Like, that's, it's like things are obvious in New Japan and sometimes you just miss them sometimes. You know, we didn't. We talked about it from the beginning. Oh, that's a huge thing. You know, this is a guy. They're making a statement with that. And, you know, now it's, you know, the pandemic got in the way and derailed his push a little bit by a year or more. But here it is. And um, I'm sure he'll have an excellent Super Juniors, and he'll probably lose the title to Hiromu and Bibu. So there you go.
2: And then we had our main event uh, of night two of the Wrestle Grand Slam. It was Shingo Takagi defeating Evil to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this show was a mess. There was parts of this match that I loved – and there were parts of this match that I absolutely fucking despised. And uh, the last 15 minutes was about the part I fucking despised. Uh, the first, there was a point in this match where I'm like, you know what? This isn't too bad. Evil's in there. He's working some good stuff with, with Shingo. This isn't too bad. We get a few interference spots. Red Shoes kicks the guys out. And I go, all right, let's go. We're going to have our match now. Let's do it. And then, Joe, they just all came back. Yeah. And then they all interfered. They all ran in. We got the Garote Wire. This is after they got kicked out, by the way. They all ran yeah. in. They all got karate wires. Then Lij came down to even the odds, and then there's a bunch of brawls, and then the guys are fighting all over the place. And somewhere along the line, Shingo Takagi hits the main Japan and wins the title, or or wins retains his title. Um, a lot of, a lot disaster. of, um, yeah,
1: yeah, it wasn't good. A lot of internal politics involved in this match too, um, as we noted in the write up that we referenced earlier. Uh, Togo lobbied for evil to win the title here to establish. um House of Torture as a top-line group, and they would have done like a quickie title switch, and Shingo would have won it back quickly at some point. Um I don't know when. I mean... What, there's not was much
2: he... time. Yeah, that's a good idea to not like, let him have a quickie title, because there's not a whole lot of times to change the, the title. I mean, would evil,
1: would evil have been championed through G1? I mean, I'm wondering what the plan would have been there. But, um, but that obviously got shot down, and then Shingo did manage to get a lot of the, 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 the interference spots limited believe it or not
2: limited limited, limited. how
1: <laughs> so you know i mean you know evil is a good wrestler He he's not a great wrestler no
2: he's a uh, dude there was the first 10 minutes of this match i was like all right here we like you can just do this like you can do some little chicken shit stuff here and there but like this was really good the first 15 minutes of this match i was like yeah man here we go this is not bad evil can go he can do it
1: he's a good wrestler i mean i don't think he's upper echelon or anything. No,
2: no, no, no. But he can, I mean, he's in there with Shingo. I mean it's not hard to have a good match with Shingo. So
1: and I mean his name is Evil. We do have to remember that sometimes. But before the big turn he would do he would always do the chair shot around the guy's neck early in the match and he would do things that were underhanded because his name is Evil. Uh but now it's just completely over the top. But look, he would never get the kind of push that he's gotten before the turn Without all of this stuff. So. From his perspective. And for his career. This is all great. So. You know. That's why you don't. You know. Hear about any kickback from him. Or anything like that. Because. You know. He won the fucking. IWGP title. After the first. After the turn. Initial turn. And now he's going to get another rocket strap here. So. And he's going to be a top guy. Presumably. You know. At this point. Until he's down cycled. When he's 40. So. So. Yeah, From his perspective, this this is all great for his career. Um, I mean, nobody really wants to watch it. No one in the West, at least. I do think the Naito evil feud initially would have drawn had there been no COVID. Um, and I don't know if it's hard to tell. I. I don't know if the Japanese fans are as negative on Evil as the western fans. I don't I, I don't
2: think Empire so fans. either. No, cuz I mean honestly in this match too like not to not to analyze, you know, clap crowds or whatever, yeah. but like when 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 Red Shoe's kicked out the House of Torture or whatever, I mean the crowd went nuts in in terms. Of, they were like, eh, you know, clap clap." Like the claps were just going wild for for that. And I was like, "Oh man, all right, like it's working for them still." Like I don't know. I don't know how it could still be working for you. I don't know how you could still be like, "Yeah, awesome. They're going to get kicked out and then they're going to run it." Like th- but they still were. I mean, when 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 the LIJ hit the ring, the crowd with, you know they're clapping like crazy, so it's like you know they're they're clearly into that still at some level it's just yeah from from my en- aspect as an analyst it's like I t- just don't really want to watch it anymore it, it It's just exhausting, but working for someone so
1: there always seems to be an annoying cheating stable in new Japan though, you know, and then you just kind of gotta deal with it and you know this one is the most annoying I think ever though i I, I think the evil stuff with togo oh yeah, yeah for sure is by far the most
2: it's just so like i said in this one like red shoes kicks him out and then they just come back and then they just interfere and it's like okay what are we doing like yeah it's it's just it's so blatant it's so and there's just no real i don't know there's just no end in sight there's no real push it, nothing really happens you know what i mean he just kind of interferes does shit and then we move on to the next show where he interferes and does shit again I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's uninspiring. Yeah. In a lot I kind of ways, but... thought
1: he might be done as a tippy top guy, but this is a whole new yeah. lifeline for him. So Togo believes them and Togo has power. I mean, he's not the top power broker, but he, he has some power and um, you know, they're all pals from back in the day. And he, he does have influence and power and he believes in him and he believes in show. So they're both going to get pushed.
2: Uh, all right, let's talk about this G1, though, but because we got a pretty interesting-looking uh, G1 lineup here. Uh, this, uh, obviously, if you do not know, patreon.com slash voiceswrestling, daily G1 audio. Is that right, Joe?
1: Yeah, daily G1 audio, yeah. I do it like I do every year. Yep.
2: So that is going to happen throughout the entire t- uh, tournament. Uh, a Block here. We're starting off. This is going to be September 18th uh, all the way through... Uh, the final which is going to be on October 21st. Well, let's,
1: let's go over these blocks, I guess. First, yeah, yeah,
2: I'm going to do that. I'm just letting you uh, letting the schedule let you know about the schedule first, and then we'll go over the, oh, okay, the, the actual okay. uh, or the, the actual the, the dates that this is going to run. Uh, obviously, gotcha. this is in the fall again because of the Olympics. It'll be back to the summer, presumably uh, next year. But uh, uh, a block: Kota Ibushi, Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, Zack Saber Jr., Toru Yano, Tomohiro Ishii, Yujiro Takahashi, Kenta, Tongaloa and Great oh cons so that is your a block it's good looking a block
1: actually i don't think that's a bad block at that's all it's not man. a bad look, block at all now look hey look you don't have willow spray jay white minoru um um uh, minoru suzuki um i'm probably forgetting some people juice robinson if you want to throw him in the mix uh john moxley who sh- assuredly would have been in this so you have some really interesting people not in this and if you lose you know, losing Jay White from uh, losing uh, Willow Spray from any tournament is a gigantic blow for match quality. I get it. So this is not the strongest G1 field, obviously, but I think this A block isn't that far off from what from the kind of block you would have seen normally. I mean, I don't think it's a pow- one of the best powerhouse blocks I've ever seen. It's really not that terrible. So um, I, I I actually think it's a pretty decent block. Honestly.
2: No, I, I like it a lot. I think there's a lot of a lot of good potential in that. We'll talk about some of the matches moving forward. But yeah, the A block to me, really good. Um sorta of top heavy kind of middle heavy as well. The the lower end is is, is pretty rough. There's gonna be a Yujiro versus Tangaloa match, and there's gonna be, you know, Tangaloa versus great O'Kan. But there's there's enough stuff in there that I like. I think most matches on that on the A Block, uh, with the exception of the Yano matches, the Yujiro matches, and the Tangaloa matches, uh, I'm at least pretty interested in uh and then the b block i mean all things see, considered
1: I think, I think i think tangaloa can be sneaky good here he's a guy i I got my eye on
2: no I, I i agree i just i i worry about how they book him in a g1 and how they use him in a g1 because i well, have he's liked him. Lose all,
1: look, look he's gonna lose all his matches well
2: yeah like no that. no 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 no, for sure i just wonder if they get cheaty heavy and oh you're right, okay. that's if they if they see him as the off night if they just let the guy work like he's done this year I mean, then you can add him to the mix. I mean, if he just goes in there and works with Ishii, I mean, fuck yeah, that's awesome. If he just goes in there and works with Shingo, that'd be awesome. But, you know, I don't know if they see him as, you know, similar to the Toru Yano, similar to Tamatonga in past years, similar to Bad Luck Folly in past years, where they see them as just a night off. So it's like, ah, hell, Kotobushi's been killing himself. Let's go in there and have a match with Tangaloa where a bunch of guys interfere and it's over in, you know, eight minutes type thing. I don't know if they see him that way. I hope they don't. But we'll see. is that guy. Yano's that guy. I think they have two of those guys already in that A block. I don't think they need to add uh, Tonga Lowe and Great Okan to that as well. So I would just have those guys go out there and just fucking wrestle and, and not worry about taking nights off. But we'll see.
1: No, I think Yano's the night off. I think um, – see, the the thing about this A block is some of the guys who are considered bottom guys, I like. I, I think Tonga Lowe is a guy to watch. I like Okan. I like Kenta, even old Kenta. So. You know, the only people I don't like are, are Yano and Yujiro and from that perspective. But I get it if other people are like, I'm not, I'm not watching Tangle Loa matches. And I know a lot of people don't like Great Okan. So maybe this block just looks better to me than it does to other people. But the top part of the block is pretty great.
2: Oh, it's not, yeah. I mean, Ibushi, Naito, Takagi, Zack Sabre Jr., Ishii right there. That's not even including Kenta. I mean, that first five.
1: All those guys are going to wrestle each other. All those other. guys are good, yeah. And they're all going to have good matches against each other. And Kenta's going to have a good match with two or three of those guys.
2: Sure. Oh, for sure.
1: And I think O'Connell will have a good match with a couple of them. And Loa, too, if if they don't do what you just said and that make it interference-heavy. Anyway.
2: Uh, B-Block, uh, a little dicier here, but there's some stuff to to, to enjoy. Uh, you got Sonata, Taichi, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, Jeff Cobb, Evil, Tamatonga, Chase Owens, Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi Is your your B block So I mean there's Okada and Tanahashi That's cool We're getting that on September 19th uh, You got Jeff Cobb who I think has been tremendous this year And I'm very excited to see him You have Goto And then uh, you got Sonata And I'm not really interested in a Sonata G1 I'm not really interested in a Taiichi G1 Not really interested in a Yoshihashi G1 I'm definitely not interested in Evil G1 no interest in a Tomatonga G one unless I guess he's working, but I you know, even then. And Chase Owens, I guess, is a wild card. Because sometimes I really enjoy Chase Owens and sometimes I'm just kinda so I don't know. There, there's a lot of I can see that block being pretty damn good if 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 guys have their working boots on in a day, but I can also see it just being an abject disaster for half the shows.
1: Chase Owens is gonna open shows and lose in seven minutes. Um Goto can have good matches with Okada and Tanahashi. I have no interest in Tamatango whatsoever. We've been down that road with him in a G1. It wasn't good. The evil stuff is going to be just a total dreck. Cobb, who we just talked about. Um, But yeah, no, the A block is better. um, Because there's guys like Sonata and Taichi where your mileage is going to vary, and mine doesn't go very far. So they'll have their share of decent matches, I think. Uh, Sonata at least has history with Okada and Tanahashi. Um, you know, Yoshihashi's is going to work hard. I think there'll be nights of the B-block that surprise people when the matchups are right. But yeah, looking on paper, you know, it's impossible to say A-block isn't stronger.
0: Uh, so
2: let's break down some of these schedules here because I think there's some interesting stuff going on. So uh, we start off as we said, September 18th is when the G1 actually gets going here. Uh, Shingo Takagi versus Ishii uh, is presumed your main event there. Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta versus Toruano, Great Okan versus Tangaloa, and Kotabushi versus Yujiro. So, right there, two pretty damn good matches uh, to kick off the A block there with Takagi and, and, and Ishii, again, and then Naito and, and Zack Sabre Jr.
1: When is that Arthur Ashe show?
2: The Arthur Ashe show is, is that, hmm, that's pretty close, if I remember correctly. Let me find out when the exact date The 22nd is the Arthur Ashe show.
1: Tanahashi, is they're off to. T- no, it can't be done.
2: I mean, it'd be. I mean, because he's going to wrestle the next night. Tanahashi's going to be there on the 19th. He got
1: quarantine and shit, too, though.
2: Right? Yeah, unless they find some weird roundabout way. But he's going to be wrestling Okada on the 19th. It's not
1: him. No, it, 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 yeah, and then he doesn't have to wrestle again until the 24th. Yes. It could be done. But
2: <laughs> it could be. Have- not legal. I don't know if legally it could be done, but it could be done.
1: I don't know anything about the quarantine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not, not sure either. I don't pay attention to it anymore. But um, interesting. But yeah, they're doing Tanahashi Okada right out of the gate first night in That's, Osaka.
2: Let's fucking do it. Yeah, Saturday, September nineteenth, or Sunday, September nineteenth. I should say in Osaka B Block. Uh, Tanashi no Kata, and there's not a whole lot else on there. to and Taiichi, Sonata versus Tamatonga, Jeff Cobb versus Chase Owens, and Evil versus Yoshihashi. So uh, you're not getting card, much else. That, bro. Card, that
1: card fucking <laughs> that,
2: But you're getting Tanashi no Kata, baby. So yeah, don't complain. That's not sense. a great card. Uh, September 23rd, A block back added again. Uh, Shingo, Zack Sabre Jr., Abushi, Ishii, Naito versus Tangaloa, Kenta versus Yujiro, and Okan versus Toro Yano.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the, B, the A block's always going to have two or three solid matches on it.
2: That one, that's an that's one where you you look at Tangaloa, like that's be a, a huge example of like, okay, they're just going to let this guy kind of work and, and and do his stuff. That'd be an awesome example that that night against Naito to to see
1: to see what we're going to get out of. Yeah, that. exactly.
2: That that's going to be one to really judge it. Like, I I don't know if I can judge it against Great Ocon, but I could judge it a little bit more against Naito if they just let him go out there and and do his thing. So uh, yeah. the twenty fourth. Uh, you got Okada versus Evil. This is uh, man the B Block. stinks, the B Block stings actually. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough because yeah, yeah it, it falls off a cliff pretty quickly once you, you you get you know a few of the good matches out of the way. So it's Okada versus Evil, Sonata versus Taichi, Jeff Cobb versus Yoshihashi, Chase Owens versus Tamatonga, and then thankfully Tanahashi versus Goto. Uh, Twenty. Uh, not great. Not great. Bob. Not great. Not great. Not great Bob. Kobe World Hall. Oh, big spot here. She- oh hey, I didn't even realize this. Kobe World Hall Block A. Shingled- yeah, but like,
1: here's the thing: like the buildings and the cities, don't <laughs> they care. don't matter. They, none matter. of it matters. It's right.
2: and you you find that a little bit more with this uh G one more so than other ones because in past G ones we've been able to kind of analyze. Oh well, like on this night, you know, you want to sell this amount of tickets, and this guy on it. The- yeah, it's like this year. I think it's just kind of like whatever, you know. Care.
1: No, but- and I can't get excited. Like different cities respond to the thing, and none of it matters. You, you may as well hold all these in just the same generic building every night for the sake of, you know, analyzing things. It's just none of it matters.
2: But uh, either way, Shingo coming back to Kobe World Hall, he's going to face Tetsuya Naito in that night. Bushi versus Zack Sabre Jr., Tomohiro Ishii versus Kenta, and then Tonga Logo versus Toru Yano, and Great Okan versus Yujiro. But hey, you got three real solid matches on the 26th there, so.
1: Yeah, you're, that's what you're going to have every night with DA Block.
2: Uh then I'll quickly go over the rest of these is I don't want to spend too much time doing this. The uh, top matches, just look at the exactly. top September twenty ninth, uh b- back for the B block, Okada versus Yoshihashi, Tanahashi, to- uh, Tama uh Tamatonga, uh, Jeff Cobb versus Rookie Goto I guess that's uh the interesting one. There. What's the main and, event on that show.
1: I, <sighs> wow Cobb and Goto? Cobb that's and Goto
2: maybe I mean that's like the workers' main event, but it's probably Yeah, okay. but that's not a main no, event. No, it'd probably be, be Okada versus Yoshihashi or
1: Probably, yeah. Or, oh evil Taichi maybe? Evil,
2: maybe? T- yeah, man? evil Tai man. Ugh.
1: Well, nice. you could turn that show off early.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds like a good one. Uh Thursday, September thirtieth, Shingo Takagi versus Kenta, uh Kodobushi Toruyano. Uh that one's uh, that one kind of stinks.
1: That's so, not a good look at that show. That's the five good wrestlers versus the five wrestlers you
2: yeah, don't want Yeah, that's a that's a rough that's a rough good That's that the show.
1: worst A block night.
2: For sure. Uh B block night October first, uh Tanahashi versus Sonata, Okada versus Godo. Uh two uh two pretty decent That's a uh, good night. It's a decent night a for that one. block. Uh, A block on the third, Takagi versus Kota Ibushi, Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr., uh, and Great Okan versus Kenta. Uh would be pretty fun from that one. So uh, Then the fourth, you got Okada versus Sonata, Goto versus Yoshihashi, Tanahashi versus Chase Owens. The seventh, Naito versus Kenta, Tomaru Ishii versus Great Okan, uh, Kota Ibushi, Tangaloa, so that's, uh, that's another yeah, iffy one there.
1: Man, I got to do this every day, huh?
2: Yeah, it's a rough go. Hey, enjoy that. Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling. So I could go out if you want. But uh, anyway, uh, what was, I don't even know which one I was on. Who cares? Guys are going to face each other all the night. So let's look, at the, la- let's the look last, at the last, the last two here. Sorry. The A Block Final. Uh, you got October 18th from Budokan Hall, Joe. Ugh, God.
1: <laughs> So what's it gonna come I down half to? Empty it, it's, Hall. So so NATO has to get past Ocon.
2: So, okay. Now here's the thing that that I was curious about. And we had this discussion earlier today on, on the Voices of Wrestling Slack. Do you think that this uh, these last two nights are creatively booked like they were in prior years? Or do you think that possibly because there was some question of like, man, some of these guys are like that are in these big time matchups don't feel like they're the guys that, that are gonna be in, in in you know big spots. And Chris Samsa brought this up. A very good point by Chris Samsa that There might be buffers for potential COVID issues as well. Is that, do you want to come down to, oh my God, we have to have X guy beat Y on the A block final to move on to the finals? Or do you want to provide a buffer for some of these guys as well? So that if there is a COVID issue, if a guy has to be out, if a guy can't wrestle, if there's a contact tracing thing, you don't have to worry about, oh fuck, we wanted, you know, Naito to breed Ocon. He's got to beat him on this night, but fuck, he's in COVID protocol, so we have to have Okan win. That you know what I mean? Like, do you? In
1: other words, have it decided already?
2: Yes. Do you think that's a possibility or no? Do you think all these matchups are are as they were in other years going to be the ones that decide it?
1: I mean, I think Okada Cobb will.
2: I agree. I agree on the a- on the B- on the B block, the A block. I don't know. The A block seems a little bit more open to me.
1: I think Okada is going to beat Tanahashi on night one. But then Tanahashi is going to have two more points than Okada going into the Okada-Cobb match and Okada has to win or go home. Because if he ties Tanahashi, he'll move on with the head-to-head win. And he's got to get through Cobb who just beat him. And that's your story. So I think that's your B-block. um, Because none of those other matches on the final night... Oh, well, I guess Evil Sonata. Mm-hmm. You have to think that that might be meaningful. But I think Okada... Because he's facing Cobb on the last night, I think he's going through.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think what instead of like you know having a buffer, I think you might just see them not get too cute with the booking. Yeah, and if you want Okada to go through the whole way, like you know, yeah. just have him win most of his matches. You know, you might you might have the top top guys might be in the 14 to, you know they might be in the top top tier like there was those few years where Gator was fucking around everybody was at eight or whatever you know what I mean like everybody was kind yeah, of in yeah. the middle and stuff I think the way I would avoid it in case there is a COVID issue is that decide who you want to win and just have them win most of their matches you know have them win most
1: every one of their matches so it's a good year to do like classic carnival booking yeah right
2: right like I don't know that, that's the way I would do it just because of three there's... guys
1: have 16 points and three right, guys like have you don't have to points. fuck
2: around and 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 yeah. if, if, if great Ocon doesn't have to have 12 points going into the final night and, and being in the like it's just have Naito win most of his matches. Have Okada win most of his matches. Have have the guys that are going to be in play just win most of their matches, and don't do don't get too cute with it.
1: Yeah, I mean the 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 A block looks hard to work out. Uh Naito, see Okan is Naito's roadblock in the same way that Cobb is Okada's. So that looks very similar to me. Um,
2: I, I'm picking I'm picking Naito and Okada. I think to go to the final. It's, it Man, seems, that'd be a waste of yeah, that. Yeah, I agree, but like, I don't see anything else out of that A block that I really love.
1: And maybe they don't see an exit for COVID and they're just like, fuck it, let's just... Nah, I don't know. I can't see them doing that in front of fucking 2,000 people in some building. It's too big of a match. I can't... Nah, I can't. I can't see it. So, if you're picking Okada to go through, it means you gotta take someone out. That means Okan is Naito's spoiler and he knocks him out. And they've had history, and Okan has beaten them before. So, I mean, Shingo's winning on the final night for sure because he's facing Yujiro. So does it come down to Abushi Kenta? And then, I mean, without putting a ton of thought into this,
2: <laughs> just have I have Abushi win again? Who cares? <laughs> and I and I
1: and I never do. Like I never put a ton of thought, if you notice, into the G One. I I. I put a little bit of thought. I look at the final night. I don't like to work it out because I want to watch it play out. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because if you really sat down, you can No, because we,
2: we we used to do that for a few years where we'd go, okay, well it's this guy and this guy and we were right. Like, you know, 90% and then eventually we just came over and then we, we started like the last half of the years we would preview the G1. We would just kind of be like, I don't know who knows Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Like we wouldn't map it out as much. Like our early years, we'd map out every single match and, and, and get it to a pretty close degree
1: pretty close and the thing is with the double dome it, it's like it oh it opens up mirror. everything yeah it, it, it yeah. makes
2: it almost impossible to predict because there might be there's probably going to be two title matches so it's not like okay this is the one guy that's definitely going to main event wrestle kingdom and you have to worry because about- it's his
1: time and
2: well and that. then there's the other aspect too that you don't really need to worry about drawing like you're probably going to sell whatever x amount of tickets you're going to sell yeah, yeah. So you can fuck around a little bit and have a guy, you know, like, All right, whatever, you know, we'll have this guy. Like, not that I think they're going to say, ah, Yujiro, you know what, it's your time, pal, get up there, you know, <laughs> knock him dead. Like, it was still within reason you're going to have guys win, but it doesn't feel like it's that's much of a, okay, is this guy truly ready to be the main event guy that needs to sell tickets to Wrestle Kingdom? It's not going to matter in the sense that he's not going to be the true guy to main event because there's going to be two, you know, two main events and, and possibly three main events. And then also it doesn't matter because it's going to be a, a, a quarter filled dome so it's like whatever you know
1: three wrestle kingdom shows now too yeah why are they doing that third one like three days later in a different city <laughs> I
2: so you're asking the wrong i don't is know is
1: that just new year dash with a wrestle kingdom name? uh
2: i believe that is the case yeah
1: so is that wrestle kingdom roadblock into the line or whatever
2: uh sort of yeah or or or, or WrestleMania, wrestlemania wrestlemania backlash WrestleMania Backlash, yeah
1: so that's like wrestle kingdom backlash now yeah. instead of new year because da- they're not doing new year dash right
2: um No, I don't think they officially They didn't officially announce New Year Dash this time So
1: How can you do two Wrestle Kingdoms A New Year Dash and then do Wrestle Kingdom again
2: <laughs> You're right So for people that don't know, January 4th, January 5th The first two nights of Wrestle Kingdom And then also on January 8th They're doing A Wrestle Kingdom So Get into At it. Yokohama Arena So you're going to have two Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdoms And then a third Wrestle Kingdom Yokohama arena so get into it buddy get into it Joe Lanza
1: if there's fans I'll get into it
2: yeah daily uh daily G1 updates patreon.com slash voice wrestling $5 tier for those correct
1: yeah yeah $5
2: tier $5 tier Joe Lanza G1 Climax daily updates uh we got about 10 minutes here let's let's uh go quick
1: I don't know why you think this is like I've done daily audio for the junior tag battle of glory. No, I know, I
2: know, I know. You
1: don't think I can handle this?
2: No, you got it, you got it. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm glad this you're is, doing it, I'm not, but yeah,
1: no. This is 18 nights, though. Yeah. Junior tag battle of glory was like six nights or it's, something. Yeah, but.
2: it's gonna, that that, that October 12th, uh, <laughs> you know, Taiichi versus Tama Tong is really gonna start dragging on you a bit, but...
1: One year I did G1 Carnival and N1 all at the same time.
2: Yeah, that day. was fucking insane. Yeah.
1: So, this is cake, right? Uh, five, it and, be. and five matches a night. They're not doing any undercard shit. No
2: undercard. Yeah, you're, go- you're So there's going to be one. A few of the matches, a few of the shows do have undercards, but it's like a young lion. They're the new young lions versus like one of the the, the star, and those are going to be great because you've never seen these guys before. So that'll actually be kind of fun. So. If you you need me to fill in, if you need me to fill in any of them, I've done that in the past. I will will be willing to fill in. So
1: that's true. I may need you to step in on one or two. Yeah. Yeah. If there's,
2: if you're like, look, I'm, I can't do it. I I can fill in. So
1: see, you're so like, you assume it's just going to be terrible. (laughs) No, I I don't know. I just,
2: I just, I, New Japan and me are in a a bad place right now. So
1: you are. Yeah. I try.
2: I try, but it's just, you know.
1: Do you do you try? I, I'm not really. No. I'm not seeing a ton of effort.
2: Uh, there's not a lot of effort
1: going on. So, yeah. Watch the Minute Movies. You're checked out. I understand. I get it's just, it. Yeah, it it's happens.
2: Just hard. I'm at Life Dome, and it's, it's, I can't do it anymore.
1: And when you check out, you check out.
2: I check. I'm done. Done.
1: everybody, everybody clapping like seals. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Kevin Kelly has explained the rain hitting the roof. I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, you might think oh. that's our fans, and it's not. They're making noise, but no, that is the rain hitting the MetLife Dome. Oh my god, oh boy! Oh boy! All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk Death Before Dishonor here real quick uh, before we get out of here. Uh, ROH has a pay per view this weekend. Yes, they do. Uh, ROH World Championship main event: Bandito defending the title against Brody King, Demonic Flamita, and EC3. He's you yeah, think EC3 is going to change the narrative, baby?
1: Can't beat Bandito yet, right? Can't do no, it. No, 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 no. I don't think so. So it looks like Roosh... Um, the ROH doctors, we talked about this last week. The ROH doc that was a big hit, that segment, by the way. People enjoyed that. Uh, impromptu news. Oh, yeah, that was
2: good. That was good. Yeah, don't do it right now. We don't have a lot of time, but that was that was fun. I enjoyed that.
1: Rich is always scared. I'm gonna do that. It it, that was a winner, though. People really uh, gave positive reviews to impromptu news, but. It looks like Roosh, the ROH doctor, said, yeah, you're hurt, but you don't need surgery. And he said, nah, you know what? I need the I, surgery.
2: I really, really should get surgery.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's it for him.
2: Going under and, the knife um, to own <laughs> ROH. I love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but they're going to get uh, La Bestia del Ring in there until the end of the year and get their money's worth on that guy. So, uh, he's on this show. But maybe the whole family will be leaving. I think they all think they're going to to AEW. Yeah. Um, I don't know how Tony Khan feels about that. I guess we'll find out. But uh, that's it for Roosh, which explains the Bandito title win, which at the time looked a little weird.
2: Right. So, yeah, I'd imagine he keeps the title here for a little bit as try to add some stability uh, there. And kind of the same idea that you were trying to do with Roosh, you just try to do it with Bandito for, for a little bit now as well. But obviously not with the same.
1: Yeah, why not? Bandito is a excellent wrestler yeah
2: i um, agree i not that i really want to see any of these other guys i don't want to see demonic flamita get the title nor do i want to see ec3 get the title either so
1: bandito still doesn't feel like a hot champion to me.
2: no i don't think it's ever going to happen so
1: yeah but he I, should I, win
2: here yeah uh pure championship match jonathan gresham defending title against josh woods
1: yeah, I mean it's it'll be a, have a high floor because it's Gresham in a pure match.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, I'm into that one. Our uh, witch world six man title, Shane Taylor promotions defending their titles against Dragon Lee, Kenny King, K I N G King, and La Bestia del Ring, as you said. Hey, we're paying you, pal. Get your pal Contreras out there. So.
1: You got to job these guys out till the end of the year, right?
2: For sure, for sure, for sure. So
1: remember when Dragon Lee signed a New Japan contract and wrestled like one match because of the pandemic? Yep, that worked out. That no, did,
2: it did, uh, yeah. He's uh... Sucks. Yeah, it does. Kenny King getting, uh, getting some work here. Uh, this is an interesting match here. Jake Atlas making his, uh, I guess, debut in Ring of Honor, right? I don't think he's ever – has he ever worked on Rich prior? I don't I don't recall if he ever did. Uh, oh, no, versus Taylor Rust, the former Rust Taylor and
1: – I thought he was
2: – Whatever the fuck was, he was in a... –
1: uh Taylor Rust or Rust Taylor in ROH? Because I thought he was Rust Taylor on the
2: – He was Tyler Rust for a while. Then he was no, he, no.
1: I thought he was Russ Taylor on the Indies, and then Taylor Rust, and
2: he was and Russ I, Taylor in, in in Ring of Honor before Russ he got Tyler. Signed. He was Russ Taylor, Russ Taylor, and then in WWE he was Tyler Rust.
1: What about no? I thought he was Russ Tyler.
2: Russ, no, Tyler Rust,
1: Tyler Rust in w, with the diamond mime.
2: Yes, in WWE he was Russ Taylor in Ring of Honor, and so Rust why Taylor, is he Russ
1: Taylor now? He's Taylor Rust now.
2: I may have may have copied and pasted it wrong, but uh, uh,
1: I'm very confused about all of this, as you can see. Um, but we know who the guy is. I think that's all that matters. Yeah,
2: that's all that matters. But uh, he's there with uh, with Jake Atlas as well. So I was tr- I was trying to look up if Jake Atlas was uh, was ever in Ring of Honor, and I don't believe so. But let me double check one more time. But that's that's a pretty interesting match. I'm I'm, I'm curious what uh, I haven't been as high on Jake Atlas ever as a lot of other people are. Uh, but this will be a big spot for him. I'm I'm very curious what he does. Uh, in this one, okay. So one time he faced uh, Bateman on the uh, Death Before Dishonor Fallout show uh, back oh, so in another Another
1: so, another West Coast opponent here.
2: Yes, 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 yes. So um,
1: um, this is the heavy metal NXT offer match.
2: Yes, <laughs> right. This is poppy poppy raw offer match here with Taylor Rust and uh, and Jake Atlas. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I'm all for Jake Atlas. You know he's 26. he's still got plenty of time. He seems a little pissed off by how things went. Uh, again, I have never been as impressed as a lot of other people seem to be about him, so, but we'll see. You know? Um, Jake Alice. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. He's fine.
1: Yeah, people, I'm kind of with you. People are like, oh, he's
2: hot. Like, you got to yeah. sign him right away. He's going to be a megastar. And I'm like,
1: I don't know. Good guy. Good little wrestler. I don't know. I've never been blown away either. He yeah. had a he had a three-way in, in Evolve with Kurt Stallion. And I can't remember the, uh, the third guy. That was a legitimate, like, four-and-a-half-star match. But. That other than that, yeah, I'm with you. I've never, I, I don't think he's bad. I just no, don't I don't
2: think he's, he's bad, bad. But yeah, people can't have like megastar on him. Yeah. J, J.D. Drake. It was J D Drake, Kurt Stone, and Jake and, and Ellis. But yeah, I hear a lot of like mega. Oh, this guy's gonna be a megastar. And I'm like, eh, pop those brakes a little bit on that one. I, I, I don't know. But he, he's still 26. So obviously, plenty of time to, uh, to prove me wrong.
1: Rich, there's a name in this next match that can't possibly be correct.
2: Uh, I, Joe, I did a double and a triple check, and I will do one more check for you as well. Let me, let me, let me uh, fire up. There's no I, fucking way I deal. did the same thing. So I don't know if it's just a man that's aping the name of a, of, of a, a, a former Ring of Honor star uh, as well. But um, no, I'm looking at it right here. I couldn't believe it either. Violence Unlimited Homicide Chris Dickinson and Tony Deppin versus LSG, Lee Moriarty, and John Walters.
1: And they couldn't find Azrael. What's R. going on? RJ
2: Brewer is back in Ring of Honor.
1: Where's Jason Blade? Did he, <laughs> not, did he not answer the phone? What what is this? What is John this team?
2: Walter? Leo St Giovanni, Lee Moriarty, and John Walters.
1: Talk about a random button team. <laughs> this is incredible. What the fuck is this?
2: He's 42 years old. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was in the he was in the pure uh, he was in a pure rules match. I don't know if you, you've been catching up on that was uh, back in December. I think when I was catching up with Ring of Honor Television, he was. Uh, he he jumped into one of a, one of those pure rules matches with 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 uh, Tracy Taylor or, or Tracy Williams, uh, I want to say. But uh, yeah, I was uh, kind of surprised I saw his name pop up here again. So um.
1: maybe Marcos of the Ring Crew Express didn't pick up the phone. <laughs> right, right. What are we doing, John Walters? Matt,
2: wow. Yeah, Matt Stryker with the Y.
1: Yeah, with the eyebrow. Who who,
2: would, who did he team? With? Oh, Tony, Tony mameluke right? Weren't they the purists? Oh shit. Tony Ma- wasn't it Tony Mamaluke? And- but then they
1: brought in Renaro and redid the FBI. Yes, yes,
2: yes, they- yes. And yes, Mamaluke
1: yes. and Renaro won the tag team titles yes. in two five.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
2: remember I think they lost, I, they lost they lost. A, a, a Dunn movie? and Marcos, a Dun and Marcos. Yes, bitter friends, stiffer enemies. The Purists yeah. versus I think I have that DVD somewhere, maybe at my parents' house. Um, not a very. It was an okay show. Main event was Loki and Dead Maps. So That's you all you had to see there. But uh,
1: hey, do you think those shows hold up?
2: Um, I have watched. Okay,
1: I haven't tried any.
2: Two thousand and like six through like two thousand nine ROH does. I can't say the two thousand three Ring of Honor holds up very well. Okay. During the pandemic, I went and, and watched a bunch of them, and I was just like, mm, I love this as a kid. And I'm not. Lo-. I I did the thing where I started watching, and then I stopped watching because I didn't want to like ruin my memories. Leave the memories alone. Yeah, because I was getting through a few of them, and I'm just like,
1: I don't know. It's kind of bad. Yeah.
2: So I, I stopped watching some of them just because I got a little. But then I then I jumped over to like a random 2006 show, and that fucking rocked. It was awesome. So.
1: You know Jason Blade's tag team partner for a long time, right?
2: Oh, I don't know if I know Jason Blade's tag team partner.
1: Man mikazi
2: Really? Okay.
1: Kid Mikaze and Jason Blade, baby. He had to be
2: like 10 years old then, right?
1: Undercard tag team. That was around the time they brought in Bobby Fish and Eddie Edwards as an undercard team.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, Eddie Edwards with the dreadlocks.
2: The d- <laughs> terrible dreadlocks. True. Yeah. Man, how young was Kid Mikaze then? I guess that's why they called him Kid, right?
1: Yeah, I think Kim he's Mikazi. like my
2: age, so I don't know what he did in 2006. Well, was. I think
1: I think Kim Mikazi and Jason Blade were both New England guys. I okay,
2: think. yeah, they must you have. You know been, who like... would
1: know? You know who would know? Akuma would know. He will tell us.
2: He was in the chat room earlier, but he, he, I, I don't know if he's there anymore. So they,
1: I think he came up with those guys. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, I could be way off, but um, but yeah, they were an undercard team. They would do the Northeast loops. I don't know if they'd come out your way, Mikazi and Blade. I don't think they did the Chicago. What was the Ohio City? Dayton. Uh, Dayton. Dayton. I don't know if they did that loop, but they would do Edison for sure. Uh, Edison. I don't think they did New York, but they would do like Edison, Philly, Boston. They do Boston. They didn't do Philly either. I think they did that because Edison, Boston was the, was always the same weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston, Dayton, Boston Chicago, be-
2: Dayton, Chicago, Edison, Boston. Yeah.
1: Yep. Boston would be the first night and they'd always get shortchanged because Gabe would shoot angles in Boston that paid off in Edison because Edison was always the second night. So we always got lucky in New Jersey because we'd get the better show. Oh yeah, I was that way too. Yeah,
2: it <laughs> was awesome. You would you got a re- night? Oh yeah, 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 always, always. Or if they would be on, if they would flip flop it, and Chicago would be the first night, they just wouldn't wouldn't do shit on the Dayton show because everybody burnt everything out on the Chicago show. But yeah, it was uh, I always got the good show. So that was, yeah, like Joe always, Gagney
1: would, Joe Gagney would get fucked in Boston, and I would get the good show in Edison. It
2: would yeah, get, I, I always I was remember games. um dot uh, com the forums there, a frequent member there, and you would yes the guy would come up with the Dayton report and you would just be like, ah, yeah, it was a uh, fuck finish. Yeah. yeah, this guy ran it. that guy ran it, And it was yeah. all like, because then the next night, that guy that ran in on Eddie Edwards, he would face him on in Chicago in a singles match and and this guy, and I just remember like the seething road reports from Dayton, Ohio. I was like, ah, yeah, it was about 10 minutes. Guys ran in. Bell rang, yep. DQ. I was like, that sucks. Well, they're going to wrestle for 25 minutes in Chicago and tear the fucking house down. So
1: Slap and refresh all night on the to go to get the, to get the results and everything. Um, I guess people on early versions of fucking cell phones typing in fucking results. How did that even work? There were no smartphones.
2: I don't know. Uh, yeah, laptop, some Wi-Fi. I don't know. Yeah, it was always. Yeah. Some guys that. would run home. You'd get the, oh, I just got home from the Dayton show. <laughs> like, here's what happened. So yeah, I'd imagine yeah. they wrote them on, on, on you know pieces what? of I'm paper. Probably, yeah,
1: I'm probably remembering wrong. And it was just you'd get it all at once when people got home. You know what I mean? We are talking like 26 years ago. No 16, no,
2: 16,
1: 16 years ago. Don't age ago. Me that much. Jeez. 15, 16 years ago. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, fucking John Walters. I mean, geez. Okay. All right, I'll give it a chance.
2: Go, John Walters. Uh, Real quickly here, Briscoes versus Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. The kingdom back together. That's the Briscoes. Yeah. The OG kingdom. Yeah.
1: Well, you know. Mike, the Miracle kingdom Bennett
2: girls. guy. <laughs> miracle, the Mike Bennett guy is, I think, that's how I always refer to him as I think the Pope said that on Impact one time Yes Miracle the Mike Bennett guy <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, Dalton Castle versus Eli Isom The man that uh, should thank us forever We got him uh, double booked on that one night ROH uh, women's title tournament final Roxy versus Miranda Elise And then a pre-show 15 man Honor Rumble for a ROH world title match Well,
1: so, ah, death, it,
0: before, and, uh,
2: uh, death before dishonor baby yeah. Xviii.
1: <laughs> X, yeah, I'm not even trying to work that. What is that? Seventeen or eighteen? Yeah, uh,
2: eighteen. Yeah. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen,
1: eighteen. E- yes. Eighteen. There's
2: been eighteen death before dishonors, which again ages Fuck. me on its own. I've I think I've been to a death before dishonors, so that very much ages me. Yeah, that's uh.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, actually, no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, death before dishonor. Uh, yeah, death before designer X. Kevin Steen versus Rhino. <laughs> that was their live. I was right, I was there live for this other one too. Elgin versus Champa, you know, twenty twelve. So. Rhino is
1: one of those guys you forget was in Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah, this twenty twelve. This is a weird. Uh...
1: Remember Abyss in Ring of Honor?
2: I, unfortunately, I do. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I do.
1: Remember when Christian worked one match and didn't get over at all? Never yeah,
2: and they just sent him away. Yeah, that—that that, my favorite thing about old Ring of Honor is when dudes wouldn't get over and they would just say, "I don't know, man." <laughs> like yeah. the best is Willow O the Wisp. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they're like Jeff, Conan. sorry,
2: man. Nobody cares about you at all. And He's like, "What the fuck?" Like I'm a huge star. And they're like, "I don't know, man." <laughs> like not nah, here. You are. <laughs> they want to see. You know, no, not Willow the Wisp. They want to see Xavier and Samoa Joe. So hit the bricks, pal. Like it's not gonna work. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was an incredible moment in, in Ring of Honor. That, that's when that company I really became like a huge fan of it, just because it's like, yeah, those fans were just like, "Nah, fuck off, dude! Hit the bricks!" Like, yeah, yeah. But Matt Hardy got over though. Remember,
1: Matt Hardy? Well, when? So th- he did about? the he
2: did the when he quit for the Edge thing.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah.
2: He was yeah. a mega star, but he was just working people. He was going right back to WWE, but.
1: He fucking I mean, then then the Hardys came back in like 2013, 14 and drew gigantic houses But that's a completely different era. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, Jeff Hardy, Joey Matthews, and crazy the first death before dishonor in Elizabeth, New Jersey. You were probably there.
1: Oh well, there you go. You're no, probably I, the one
2: with people booing Willow the Wisp. <laughs> I never right? went
1: I never went to the Elizabeth shows. Oh, you
2: so. didn't? Okay. All
1: right. Edison guy. Edison guy. Oh,
2: you missed the dog collar match between Punk and Raven.
1: Might have went the Raw once or twice. Uh, the did they he run Rawway? I don't even know if they ran. Yeah, they ran. Uh, no, they ran. Um, what was the fucking building? They ran the uh, best of the American Super Juniors with uh, <laughs> the Dragon Soldier B in the fucking monsoon. Um, the fucking ra- driving rainstorm. And then, uh, you know, Kendo Kaushin. Uh, Convention
2: Hall, Asbury Park, it looks like. Asbury
1: Park. Yeah, it was South Jersey. Um, I didn't go to that either. Yeah. I
2: should have went to this Elizabeth show, man. Last three matches CM Punk Raven dog collar match. AJ Styles and Amazing Red versus the Briscoes. and then the main event Samoa Joe versus Paul London.
1: These are the shows you said don't hold up.
2: No, that I, that one might hold up. But the problem is the problem is Tony Carter versus Doug Williams, yeah, Special yeah. K versus the Backseat Boys. Like that stuff's not working for. Special Angel does Dixie Hydro and Mikey Whipwreck versus Johnny Cashmere, Trent Acid, Joel Maximal, and Jose Maximo.
1: There's people that like that stuff. Yeah. Like to this day and I it's like, yeah, no, I didn't even like it then.
2: Like bad. Yeah. Um shiny basketball short wrestling. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Just that whole that whole uh um what was the fat frank fat frank promotion? Why is it slipping uh Jersey um Jersey all pro Jersey all pro feel with a lot of those guys? Yeah, know. You know? Um but no, I, I, I really just went – I went to the Edison shows. I went to the Philly – I went to the Armory in Philly a bunch of times. and I went to ECW Arena a few years later. They ran the TV tapings at ECW Arena. I went to Hammerstein, obviously. So I don't know if I ever went – I definitely never went to Elizabeth. Never went to that building. They stopped running that building after – they didn't run that building all – they didn't run it, like, after 2004.
2: Yeah, that was an early, early Ring of Honor building. Most of the early yeah. Ring of Honor shows that I watched was in that building, and then, yeah, they kind of they stopped going there for a while. Yeah. All right, so I think that is it for us. So that is the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast. We were going to talk about all-out indie weekend highlights, but I don't know. It was – I mean, Davey Richards, Daniel Garcia, that was good. I enjoyed that.
1: I got to see that. I didn't yeah, watch you, it.
2: Yeah, go out of your way to watch that one. I did not watch the Freddie A. High Josh. That was in their 60-minute match. I just wasn't in the mood for sixty minutes. I'm just. I
1: people I trust have told me that I don't need to watch it. Yeah,
2: I just. I'm sorry.
1: I've I've seen other people I trust who said it was great, but it's like.
2: Yeah, good for them, but I'm not. I just. I'm not in the mood. I got to be in the mood for a sixty minute match. I'm just not there right now.
1: I saw a great tweet. I don't remember who it was, and I'm sorry if you're listening. And I, if you tell me, I'll credit you. If it, but someone was like, these indie wrestlers have got to stop doing their bucket list shit and making people pay to watch it. Enough with these fucking 60-minute matches. Can we just go out there and have our best fucking 20-minute match? Can we please do that? This is like the most annoying trend. I I so no, I'm not looking forward to that and I probably won't watch it.
2: All right, so that is it. I did not watch the war games from GCW. Um, we didn't we... watch
1: a lot of stuff it was no. like No, we didn't, didn't watch a lot of stuff. That I was at all
2: out. I was busy. I was I was Yeah. Shaking hands, kissing babies, playing basketball. I didn't have time for all this shit. Moxley
1: so. Cardona. Yeah, I didn't watch any of that. that see <laughs> so. see hey, here's the thing I don't really like Game Changer. I just. Yeah, I
2: mean, do you want me to come here and bury Game Changer every single week? I don't really want to. I mean, so. I don't
1: really like it. I'm sure it was a hot environment and I hear it, it was fucking crazy and good and all that. And I'll watch Moxley vs. Gage. I, I would have watched Moxley Cardona. I just wasn't around that night. I watched like three of the shows from this weekend, but. I just didn't watch that show, which was probably the only one I should have watched because it was the most newsworthy. But, uh, you know, I watched a BLP show and I watched a, the three cups stuffed and, um, I might've watched something up, but yeah, I don't know, but we're out of time anyway.
2: Anyway. So that is it. So for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich patreon.com slash voices of wrestling for all this stuff. The yes movement series getting started here pretty quickly. CM Punk best in the world. Speaking of those old RH right shows, uh, that'll be on there as well. Daily G one audio, all out instant reaction. Thursday TV Reviews, SummerSlam Scramble. There is a lot on there at Patreon.com slash Voice Wrestling. In addition, listen to these live flagships as well and join the No Dopes chat room. So anyway, that is that. Oh, mybookie.ag, promo code VOICES. Double your first deposit. NFL weekend. Free boosts. All this shit is on there. So mybookie.ag, promo code VOICES. For Joe Lanza, i We'll talk to you next time on the Voice of Wrestling flagship podcast. Take care.